Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I'm your oddball Talk shoot. Recorded live. And live we are, and we have a non-member, and it's a non-member of the greatest order. It's our offer. She's gone from from Illinois to California to non-member on her Skype or phone or whatever it is. It's really, really funny. I like I to guess them. I know. You do an excellent job, and Clintina's on. So we got uh, Patty and Colin and Donaldson. Donaldson's on really early, and he was telling us that he'd kind of gotten run over in a baseball game, and so uh, it's hard to get run over, except if the guy's massively bigger than you and he runs over you, then you that's a run over. So he's, he's feeling his uh, body right now, so mm-hmm. We'll send him goodwill and good energy, right, Donaldson? And he's barking it now. <laughs> well, isn't that better than the alternative? Amen. Maxine says it's good <laughs> of to be not above feeling the anything. <laughs> True. Well, that, that's what Maxine says. It's good to be above the garden. If he's not feeling anything, he's under the garden. So we don't want that. <laughs> hey, I How can she right say up. anything if she's under the garden? <laughs> I hopped right up, though, as soon as he, I got ran over. Yeah. I mean, you I was covering home base, Orpha. Yeah, I mean, so here I, I'm at home base, and the guy's rounding third, right? And he's a big, probably probably like, a, you know, 190, maybe 210, like 5'11 or 5'12, like, like 6 feet almost, right? Yeah. So. And he's five twelve. Storm five twelve, yeah. Storming five twelve AM. It's yeah. five twelve AM. All right. Uh you know, he's he's coming stomping and he just, just tears right into me. He's probably been wanting to do that for a while. So, and I got this guy that plays for City College, right, out in the in, in the center field. He just hurls the ball to me and it just, you know, I have to cover the base and, and get the ball. So that's why I got ran over. <laughs> well, next time he runs over you, just tell him you're going to paint yellow stripes down his back. Yep. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's a good solution <laughs> <laughs> <Pollution> there. <laughs> you kind of know when he hit you that, that it was more than just rounding the base, that he also didn't like you very well. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But I felt like a ninja, though, too, because as I was rolling in the dirt, right, and he, as he was, as he was, like, basically just, like, tumbling on, onto me, right, and, and, and I felt his momentum, right, getting, you know, coming over me, and I, it was instinctive, like, I literally, I just kept going with the momentum and, and used that force to, to keep him prope- going forward so he wouldn't land directly on me. I, I couldn't believe that I was... Was he I safe or was he out? 
he was safe. Oh, dang. That's the part that's not good. You should have made him out at least. <laughs> but it was really weird how it was Tai Chi. Not Tai Chi, but what is that called? Uh, the, 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 the Steven Seagal uh, style of martial arts? Yeah, it's a martial arts. It's uh, uh, Taekwondo or something. I well, there's Chi Kong, Taekwondo, Kung Fu. There's another one that's... Um, I can't think of it. It's probably the one that he's... Aikido. Uh, I think it's Aikido. Uh. And with that, basically, you're using the mo- momentum, right? So that's really what that was all about, was using the momentum. Mm-hmm. That's what that long story was just now. Well, you could have been hurt a lot worse if you wouldn't have rolled with it. Rolled with it, baby. You rolled with it. <laughs> rolled with it, baby! Okay, now that's too early. <laughs> <laughs> But the fact that you rolled with it didn't, you were absolutely right, rolling with it took all that momentum and spread it out. Sure did. You Mm -hmm. didn't uh, have it jammed right into your face. That's what Mm -hmm. would have been happening. And that's why they say people in car accidents, the ones that don't brace themselves, that they just roll with the force, the ones Mm -hmm. that roll with it don't get hurt. The ones that break themselves and yep. you know, their arms and legs and try to stop themselves from moving, they're the ones that get hurt. Oh, badly, too. One mm-hmm. of the things that I, I can bring up is the fact that I I go down in the basement to turn the, the lights on. And one morning, I'm, I'm coming back towards the stair and I hear this boom, 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 boom. And it's Jakey, not Jakey, but Simon. He had missed taken the door to the basement while it was dark as where he could go get his water. And he came tumbling down the stairs and I just picked him up and just threw them down. But they, they're so relaxed. The dogs are so relaxed because they don't know what could happen to them at the bottom that Jakey's fallen down twice and never broken a thing. He's actually walked off the edge of one of the steps. So... It, it, but they don't know there's a depth because they can't yeah. see that well. So as you said, Orpha, if you tense up, you hurt yourself. Right. And that's that's uh, that's a great advice, and that's why what Donaldson did was was great. He actually prevented. Yeah. On to on to bigger and better enemies. I mean. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the uh, interesting thing was I didn't think, really. I mean, although I did think. See, I was in the midst of it, and then, and then as the weight was coming over me, it was like I was thinking, right? It was like instantaneous just thought when I needed it. Right. But I you've also thinking, been, a, you've been also I'm gonna, an athlete. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you've also been an athlete, so go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, I'm athletic. I've been athletic, but that's why, yeah. Right. So. That's what I, I, why I brought that So your that instinct up. took over. Correct. Yeah. It, yeah. Yep. And I no, don't fight. I, I don't fight. I run. I would have been running. <laughs> Whoa, I'm running now. I'm getting out of his way. <laughs> <laughs> I actually he knew he was coming. I just ignored the big rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> Patty, if if he came at you, he would have scooped you up 
and carried you away from home plate, okay? You Not if he away. was mad at me. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I'd have probably had him as irritated as Donald did or worse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on the website... so creative. <laughs> is it safe to... you guys have something else? No, go ahead. We're, we're into the program now. <laughs> the... Uh, uh, first of all, there was a shooting in San Francisco yesterday. Someone died. Oh. Police shot someone else out here. It was a bank robbery. Uh, but the the newspaper spun it as if it was just a fight. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think it was a bank robbery. It was probably just a fight with cops that got out of hand. Uh, so that's kind of interesting news on the on the on the local front. But then from my website. You know, I was doing some research for the minors' disabilities, uh-huh. and I I did take take a, a picture of uh, some some material from the law library uh, regarding the minors' disabilities from California law and case laws. I'm sorry, like they, it gives a bunch of different case law uh, referring to minors older than minors that are older than 18. Minors older than 18, are they physically or mentally uh, handicapped or stressed or something hmm, just, just like that? unemancipated. They're unemancipated, correct. We're finding out about that here in South Carolina. So what did you find out? Well, just that um, if you go to the web, Donaldson's analysis, uh, dot Jim, Jim do, I'll have to get rid of that Jim do part pretty soon, uh, .com, then you can go down and to the very bottom and, and see the, uh, I think it's either the very bottom of the page, and look at where they talk about the removal of the minor's disabilities as a prerequisite for certain uh, matters. Because see, the, thing, the, void, the voidable nature of the minor's contract or the contract of an idiot, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Idiots, see, idiots aren't even supposed to be able to contract at all. But a minor can contract. Idiots don't have a legal right to contract, but a minor can contract, but it's voidable. What is your definition of idiot today? Well, idiot is basically someone who doesn't know, someone's not part of the legal system. Someone's not part of a culture or like a, you know, I'm an idiot to that or this or that or this. That's that's what the belief is from a lot of people. They believe that, you know, being an idiot doesn't necessarily, it's not bad. It just means that, you know, you're just not part of something and you have no knowledge. You have no direct, no firsthand knowledge of the facts of a particular circumstance or something. So, uh, I, I use that word and I, I figured out it really means oddity. I took that word, and you know how people do numbers. I do words. And idiot means oddity. And just because somebody's odd does not mean they're an idiot. I don't like the word idiot. (laughs) Well, see, that's why I asked for the definition, because idiot, per the way we've been raised with it, is that they are mentally inefficient are deficient, and it's important we define what that word means because ignorance could make us an idiot, 
there's just many different things. So w- that's why um, some some the definition is imperative. Okay. Uh, well, the definition that I had from last night's call, because I was on a call last night with my private audio, uh, what what ended up happening with that was that they... Um, I just looked at, sorry, I'm getting distracted. I'm seeing, I'm looking at Bart, please. Okay. But the, uh, yeah, man, idiot. They, they basically broke it down as it's a good thing. I'm an idiot to your legal system. And I started comparing. I did a comparison of what, you know, idiot, idiot compared to minor, something like that. Because when you have, when you have that kind of, uh, you know, when you have that kind of uh, action, where you you're you're basically left to be making decisions, and you can contract, but your contract is voidable, then your status can't be idiot. Ah. So these people are calling themselves idiot, yet at the same time, they they're 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 contracting with certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So they got to be careful of that, and that's why I was thinking that the word minor was actually the correct status in the system, not idiot. See, so I was trying to. Well, go ahead. we've been we've been used to hearing the word idiot called at us, or you know, when we're ignorant right. of the situation and calling somebody else an idiot as being stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why it's got such a bad connotation. I kind of like this definition of it. That you're just an well, idiot to the situation. You don't. You're. You're not. Uh, uh, what's the word I do want to use? Um, you're just you're not, not educated. Uh, aware, you're not aware, educated. Yeah, there you go. Educated you can stand on, me in front of the cow and say, "There's the cow. Milk the cow." Well, if I don't know how to milk the cow, I can probably figure it out. She might kick me before I get done, but you know, I could probably pull on her long enough to figure out how to get milk out of her, but I would be kind of an idiot when I first tried to do it, you know? Right, right. So that's why they they can't have you go to um, apprentice school so that you take away that kind of non-learning. Ah. So it's important that we define really what it is, and I like what you're coming up with because of when you're talking about emancipation, mm. what did you find out about emancipation? All right. I'll read that for you right now. Uh, yeah. Under, under former California law, the crucial factor was the minor's age since prior to 1971, California Civil Code 35 expressly required restoration by minors over 18. On the basis of this provision, restoration was held to be a necessity for minors over 18, but by implication, not for minors under 18. Uh, let's see, going down, and that talks about the cases, gives the case law here, and down below it says C-19 Hastings LJ-1199, and says, criticizing this interpretation of, of California Civil Code 35, and suggesting that the purpose of former over-18 provision was simply to create a condition precedent to disaffirmance by older minors. 
rather than to give possessory rights to younger minors. See? Disaffirming minors' disabilities. Here's another one. In 1971, in conformity with the new definition of minors, as all persons under 18... See, now, that's sort of, sort of, it used to be that the definition of minors was could be someone over 18, but they changed the definition. I think you, it was 21, wasn't Two, it? And Yeah. There was there was a difference between being 18 and being 21. At 21, you could buy alcohol, but at 18, you couldn't. There was some we, weird stuff about all that. I'm, in, in, in wrapping this up so you can finish and get in, into even more detail, Patty, uh, the 18 was deleted. Uh, sorry, this provision for the minors, right, to have mm-hmm. to disaffirm was deleted in in, uh, in 1971 or something like that. So basically they're saying down here that there is no requirement of restoration. Now, I believe what they're talking about restoring is the status to be having a, you know, basically an ability to contract. I'm not to 100% certain about that, but as soon as I saw no, re- see, this is contract law. And actually, I know where I took the picture from. Whitkin, contract law. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, good stuff, you know, but one, one of the things they did say in, in this is that there is no requirement of restoration, leaving the statute with no requirement of restoration to restore the statute. So they must've been talking about this statute that required restoration by minors over 18 restoration, restoration. I'm really going to have to look into that more. But yeah, what I take away from they re- I'm sorry, go ahead. What I, what I take away from it is that they're trying to hide this whole disaffirming the status of the infant. So that the person doesn't know they were, re- they were really reinstated years ago. We didn't know the, the concept of it. Is, is that mm-hmm. what you're thinking? Yes, okay. if they don't. Right, they want to hide it even though it's there. You you probably don't have the status of of minor in the system, but maybe it's 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 a, it's a nice little ambiguity, and the, and so therefore, it's like oh let's let's uh, and we know it used to be that way, but it's not that way now. So and it's for their legal system. Yeah. So I'm, I'm basically go ahead or someone. Well, I I was just gonna say I wonder if this has anything to do with the birth certificate. Because, oh, it has everything to do with it. Well, I mean because. You know, they say you you have until you're 18 to to claim yourself, or the, I mean, the father has you know, till 18 to claim you or whatever, um, and maybe that's what the restoration is. You know, well, you, you can you can go beyond the age of 18 to still claim yourself. Well, the, part of the thing that we're learning, there's a, a young gal who really started the kerfuffle. Uh, not telling her father the complete truth that she had been homeschooled. And because she didn't do that, he uh, sued uh, the mother, his divorced wife, for that the child was not getting an education, and you know, that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what we we did is affidavit of truth, and the... the the judge sent back a note saying the affidavit of truth was hearsay knowledge. Excuse me, an affidavit is truth. 
and they don't like that word you see right away. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, he was refuting it, but he gave one line and he said, is she perhaps emancipated? And I said, he may have given you an out. And we looked up emancipation here in South Carolina. If you graduate from high school, now get this, you only have to show the high school graduation program. You don't have to show the certificate. You just have to show the program. Excuse me. And so she has sent in to the judge her certificate of graduation. So what we're doing, we're going to contest that and show that she was emancipated, but we're not going to go retroactive. She's 17, so we thought 18 was was emancipation. But it's 17 if you graduate before then. So she's in college right now. So that's why he brought it up that way. So I think he's given her an out, and we're going to go plug it. You were going to say something, Arthur? I was just going to say, I know here in Illinois, uh, a and I say girl because to me, when you're 17 or 18 years old, you're still a, a you're not fully grown. We think we know everything at that point, but anyway, oh, yeah. a, a girl, woman, um, is considered an adult at 17, but guys are 18. The the legal age is still 18, but if you're if you do something wrong, for instance, if you're a girl and you're 17, you could be looked at as an adult. And you can legally leave home, I think, at, at 17 as opposed to having to wait till you're 18. Interesting. Uh, that was kind of interesting. And yeah. up here, it depends on the seriousness of the crime. You can be tried as an adult if you kill somebody at 14. Oh, yeah. 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 They, I think that's just about everywhere, everywhere now. Yeah, because yeah, it's getting so young, kids, you know, killing... It's amazing. What do they see on TV? What do they watch? Their games are all about killing. So uh, that just and they, Yeah, they become numb to it. Yeah, it doesn't absolutely. bother them anymore. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. word, you guys, is infancy. See, infancy and minors' disabilities go hand in hand. And so you can be an infant in the system and be 80 years old because you can't manage your legal affairs. Someone else is doing it yeah. for you. That, and that well, goes to competency. Yeah, that's the competence. Well, see, now now, now here's, here's the big dis- disagreement there for me. Competency, I believe that competency refers to your ability to, to maintain a legal status. It has nothing to do with your ability to comprehend what's going on. Interesting. I'm saying, oh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I kind of agree with you there, but I'm saying as far as the legal system goes, that's where they, you know, they take you to court to find out if you're competent to stand trial or whatever, you know. Right, right. They may Which be able to... Go ahead. No, actually, Well, which would basically be what? I wanted you to finish your sentence. Well, they... Yeah, no, they... Uh, oh, man. I would think they'd be in... Someone else <laughs> chime in real quick so I can gather my thoughts. Okay. I uh... This is Elaine. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi, Elaine. Hi. Hi. I, um, I was emancipated, 
by the court when I was um, 12 years old. And um, the reason that happened is because I had gotten into some trouble and I ended up in juvenile hall. And um, my parents, when my hearing came up, my parents didn't show up to the court. And there's been some history with my parents and the law and abuse. So the judge asked, where are your parents? And I looked around and, well, they're not here. Well, then, um, is there anybody who can speak for you? My sister was uh, living on her own at 17, just about to turn 18 in a month. And my sister stood up and said, well, I'm here, and I live on my own, and I've been on my own since 15. And so the judge says, when do you turn 18? The end of the month. And so he said, well, I will keep Elaine uh, incarcerated until you turn 18. And if you agree, I will emancipate Elaine into her own custody under the condition that she stays with you in your care until she becomes 18. So what I uh, take from this modern-day emancipation concept, the, um, if I can read just the, the quick definition, emancipation of minors is a legal mechanism by which a minor is freed from control by his or her parents or guardians. And the parents or guardians are free from any and all responsibility towards the child. In some cases, emancipation can be granted without due court granting when the minor is bound to make a decision alone in the absence of parents who might be dead or have uh, abandoned the minor. So I think that today what we have is a lot of youth who are um, influenced wrongly, committing a lot of crimes and atrocities, and emancipation will clear the parents from responsibility of lawsuits um, pertaining to the actions of the child. And that, so, and that can you send me that definition, uh, Elaine? Because I'll put that in the brief. Sure, sure. Along, sure. along with... Um, Donaldson's definition too because it's interesting <clears throat> Elaine's definition and then looking at Donaldson's definition of emancipation after 18 of staying in the infancy yeah. right that, you yeah. know, that, well, that's, according that's to, interesting to have the contrast yeah. there it uh, really is and, and I think that reason why that I was just going to make another relationship here that the, the government acts as like our parents, right? In a way. So, for me, I was since I was a ward of the court growing up, like the uh, court, I mean, the, the state of California the government, whatever, was always acting as my, my parent, my guardian. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, if you think about, I should, I should definitely be having a, a record of emancipation. Especially if, you know, like I had some sort of, you know, conservatorship. So if that's not there, is it possible, guys, that there's just a presumption that I haven't come in to claim the name? 
Well, see, that's true for all of us. None of us claimed the name when we were kids because we had no clue we were supposed to claim that name. And so uh, that is why all of us are not emancipated in any way. So uh, this is a very good topic because we're all stuck in the same crap. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm glad you're bringing this up and that it's coming in. Well, let me say this then, that since she wants to try and talk over me, that computer, uh, the to go to Corpus Juris Secundum, we talked about that before, right? The section on minors. So that's that's another re- a resource for Orpha to look up the disaffirmance of the infancy status um, and also talks way in-depth, really, really in-depth about uh, gives case law sites, you know, for how how the court should step in to provide for the minor uh, general maintenance needs when it comes to, like, payment of things. It, and it talks about the principal account or taken directly out of the minor's uh, or some other, some other account or whatever. So it gives more than one option for where to get funds. Mm. Okay, and, and to, to the court actually administering these certain affairs. But the I guess the thing, the relationship uh, between the minor's disabilities for the emancipation, right, and then also the disaffirmance of infancy, right, and mm. I think after after 18, I think that those things are, are something else. I think emancipation of a minor, right, is, is definitely like a child minor. Well, I don't know how to say this. Exactly. What's the best way, Wonder, to describe, okay, a, a living, a human being, right, under the Correct. age of 18? Well, they're not human uh, beings. They're flesh and blood man and woman of natural uh, origin. Okay. So men and women under the, uh, under the age of 18 are basically still considered minors. But then, okay, so since I didn't get the, I need to get a record. Corpus Juris Secundum straight up says, look, uh, general, in general, a petition for removal of minors' disabilities must be made by the minor. You yep. got it. We yeah, we have to make the petition to put, you know to dis to disaffirm it. No one can disaffirm for us. So uh, and and but see that's not true in every case. Okay. So it is important that we look at what is your state's viability. And that's why we looked it up in South Carolina. However, I am, I'm going to have, we're having a, another, going to do an errata uh, on the, uh, on the um, truth affidavit to pinpoint exactly the name of the, the, these certain places because it was all done in the I status. I did this, I did that, and he's saying it's hearsay. So because the father is probably saying, oh, she's lying, she's lying, she didn't do that. Well, he's an alcoholic, and he wouldn't remember diddly squat, you know. So it's it's imperative that uh, we're correct. And we bear, we are now certified. We we've notarized everything, but now we're certifying it, so they can't get out of it. And uh, that's part of what is important 
and when you're doing any emancipation thing, I think, is exactly what you're saying. You've got to be the one to do it. And, you know, that may be what every one of us has to do to get ourselves out of this system is the emancipation, it, no matter what our age. And, and you're talking basically individual, and I don't say, every word I'm using is it's not legalese, okay? Uh, right. We're, we're talking individual responsibility. Take responsibility. That's what I'm attempting to do, you know? Correct. Even though we've been, i.e., working and raising families and doing all the other things, we are still wards of the state. There's a couple of reasons why that could be true, too. It, it, one of them is the military occupation scenario. The other one is this infancy status scenario in which, see, the government protects all property. In both scenarios, the government protects all property. So... I mean, ultimately, they have a duty under from the readings that I've done. They have an obligation and duty to perform certain protection measures and also to give us our our property. See, because we there are there's property rights, and I was on a call last night talking about this exact thing. Property rights, property and rights are the same thing. Okay, <laughs> so it's like if you have a right to to disaffirm your infancy status, there's a good chance they probably already did that for you, especially if they're managing the estates, right? So we should probably presume that we are not minors, you know, but yet ask them if they have a record for that. So, And if they don't have one, put it on the record. Well, that's now, a part of what you're saying, though, is, is the fact that you're assuming that uh, we have a right. They took all that away in 33 under FDR when he said, no one owns anything. It is all owned by the state, lowercase x. And what that refers back to, we've finally been able to figure out, is the Vatican, well, the triumvirate, UN, DC, and Vatican. And most of that whole... uh, Falseness is the issue of where we are today by people still struggling because they don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. And, and that Elaine got it freely in the sense of that judge being able to give her the actual, you are emancipated as of this date and living with your sister. What a great way to do it. Most of us didn't even know we were not emancipated because we we uh, talk, when you talk about uh, communities, you talk about age of majority or um, the uh, person becoming of, um, uh, what is it, uh, as somebody said, someone did it at 12 years of age. Well, it depends upon that. There's a lot of noise. It's really Yeah, that wasn't me. I yeah, thought I had myself muted. It's, yeah. it's on, he's on BART. 
Orpha, and it's, it's uh, a problem. That's why I try and hold off a little I'm bit. I'm actually going to mute myself out on star six mode this time. I tried using my phone's mechanism, but it doesn't uh-huh. seem to work it all the way. So I have okay. to mute out when I'm writing on BART. Uh, okay. Sorry about that interruption. Go ahead. There he is. He's, he's muted now. Okay. And, and that's what we really have to learn about because even um, so many of us, I think, if we did an emancipation and really notified the court and put it on a record that we are emancipated, I think that might stop some of this crap that's going on. There's a lot of crap going on and people being, as, as someone said, the, your competency. If you're coming in and say, as a corporation and you're saying you're a human being, you're sounding crazy. So your competency is, uh, has always been uh, bought up as a point of, they don't know what they're talking about is the judge's frame of thinking. So we'll have you have a competency. When I was first jailed, but this gentleman came up to me and said, how are you feeling? I said, man, after this, I'm a little tired. I mean, <laughs> excuse me, I've been pulled out of my car. I've been taken to a, a, the car, a detention center. I've been sitting for three or four hours. I'm a little tired, but that wasn't what the man heard. So he made certain that my son, I was released to my son and to get a competency report and we tried he tried for five full days because that was monday through friday and everybody said well you have to go here you have to go there and i said bob you did your best you know i'm not crazy forget it and they never came after us on it but you were supposed to go somewhere to find out if you were competent to stand trial just competent <laughs> wasn't about trial it was just competent oh you well know. do they have a competent office somewhere <laughs> we could set up a new business we could all be confident <laughs> well see see the other side of it is the fact That's that funny. I was in with, uh, with um, uh, Livingston out of Kentucky and we had he later uh, created a competency uh, license. So it shows I am fully competent and totally able to manage my own affairs. But they put <laughs> all that stuff. I mean, they put all of it. But it has well, they're my probably stuff. wanting to... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, honey. Go well, ahead. I was just going to say they're probably wanting to try and save their butts after doing to you what they did. You Correct. know, dragging you out of the car and, you know... You know, oh, maybe we better, better find out if this little fragile lady is, you mm-hmm. know, competent. <laughs> so we don't get our butts kicked. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, find out if her contracts are, are voidable or not. Right. Just so yeah. that we don't get our butts kicked, right? Right. And if her contract right. is voidable, then we can't do anything, really. So maybe there's no minors. Wow, trip out on that. Good. That was very good reasoning, or uh, Orpha. Yeah, it it really is, and that's that's the point that we all have to really understand. They're as afraid of us suing their butts off because they have number one, they have no bonding. 
Number two, they are totally liable for all their actions. That people don't know how to sue the pants off, and me included, uh, is, is a point of where we need to be learning how to do this. Now, I know NLA is teaching a lot about uh, what it is to know about the Constitution and having a common law grand jury. Now, people have to get it. We, we, we're getting to the point where these common law grand juries are going to come about. There is so much rumble going on. It's getting louder and louder. Mm-hmm. And we are really, it's imperative you learn how to be a good jurist. Now, um, Orpha is the only one that's ever been on a jury, much less a grand jury. And I've been in a grand jury, but it was of the, the, a different genre, not this uh you know, crazy one that's so fraudulent. So it it behooves us to learn what we can. We're going to be doing a lot of learning by the seat of our pants to be able to do it. So I think that one of your real issues that you need to bring up is, where's my education? Am I an idiot? Is that the word that you were using, Donaldson? An idiot? Can you hear me okay? An idiot, was that the word? Yeah, or, yeah. Or am I ignorant? It's imperative you know which one it is. Am I an idiot to even think that, or am I ignorant? It's time to learn, people. I, I'm reading this book uh, called uh, The Camel Club. Can you mute, uh, Donaldson, do you want me to mute you? Let me mute you, honey. Yeah. Okay, baby, there you are. Call, it's I, called what? Oh, it's called The Camel Club, and it's written by David Baldacci. But he wrote a wonderful sentence in here that I said, man, that's the crux of where we are at this moment in time. And this was written back in, um, let me get the page where it was written. Uh, well, 2005, so he's much more uh, tuned in. So here it is. And uh, this was not a war professional armored battalions versus turbaned rabble in the streets toting rifles and RPGs. And it's it's in Washington, D.C., and the uh, terrorists and all that stuff. And it was not simply a difference of religion. It was a battle against, and this is it, a mindset of how people should conduct their lives, a battle that had political, social, and cultural facets melded together into an exceedingly complex mosaic of humanity under enormous strain. And that's exactly what the point is. At times, Gray humbly wondered, and he's one of the protagonists, whether the conflict should be fought with psychiatrists and counselors instead of soldiers and spies. And this is why why this this program has gone on so long is because we do realize it is those P's, the psychiatry and the political, and it's all a mindset, a mind game. And we've been saying that for years because how many of us have ever been in battle? We're having people come over here as refugees because they have been 
so abused by the constant wars in their land that we started from this corporation, the large corporation called DC, and created that habit. But it's all psychological warfare. And then they come over here and are treated like they're less than we are by us because we don't realize what we've done to them. You know? Well, and and the other side is, I got a call from Jerry, Jerry, our beautiful Jerry in Iowa. Uh-huh. And uh, she was saying that she and Gerald are getting along well. They're much better. But their rentals are giving them a lot of problems. The family doesn't seem to want to help them very much. And I guess they got a uh, rental agency to do it. And uh, Gerald and Jerry were over at the rental house, and they had to repair walls and all sorts of stuff because the renter who owns them owes them about $3,000 because the kids wouldn't go after them and evict them way before then. And uh, because this is the income of their parents, you know. And so um, Jerry was saying that the uh, realtor that was managing the property brought someone to the house. And, and Jerry and Gerald are not, they're really good down-to-earth people. But it kind of frightened them that there were three black ladies outside the house. But they showed them the house, and they went back, and they rented the house to the three ladies, she thought. But it turned out that the lady was a refugee from Africa, and she was only given enough for the first month. That is what we're facing. These people are being put into housing and have no backup. They're the numbers of heads coming over, the church group, quote-unquote on church group, is getting between, as we learned a couple of Sundays ago, between 700 to $1,700 per head. If this isn't a money business, I'm eating my hat, or maybe I'm going to kiss my butt, and I can't get back there. I don't flex well. But the point is that none of us are really knowing if they're truly been in a war, are they having any income whatsoever? There's no income for the people living here. So, uh, and Nikki's saying something, for the apparent textbook used political bans to reconstruct a feudalist ray, and that's in parenthesis, public and form of government, go to slide share net Nikki Oh, Nikki, hi. This is our gal from NLA, the theory and practice of banking PowerPoint presentation. Nikki's going into the financial thing. Nikki knows a lot about the financial. Nikki, I hope you, uh, un- uh, you're unmuted, but I hope you get on uh, the actual voice thing, not just on the speaking, because on the uh, chat room, because you have so much about the money, and I want to go into that with you. But to finish this point of where we've been, if you don't know yourself, you don't understand yourself, and aren't willing to really look at your own crap, then you're going to be continued to be uh, manipulated. And I'm not saying this to the choir here. I'm saying it to anybody that might listen to us later. We definitely 
definitely, 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 definitely want to be sure that you are all safe in your craft. This is the dark night of the soul. You've got to know who you are. <laughs> it really is. Because all this energy that they're loosing on us and bombarding us with the fear, the porn, the, the sexual, the, the education, the political, the crap that's going on, and the sports uh, mind crap, and the, the, the games that are so deadly. There is nothing that you want being bombarded on. Nothing. And until you get through and start wiping that crap out of your life, and it doesn't mean you have to be a hermit. You just stop watching all this stuff. Stop supporting them. Stop giving them credibility. Stop giving them energy. Stop being their pawn. This is important. But Nikki, I'd love to have you. Um, Nikki, can you get on our? I'll see if I can get you on here. I don't know how to do that when you're 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 lighted out. But you're in. I want to get your thing here. Wonder, uh, can yeah. I come in while you're doing that? Yeah, go ahead, honey. About, about understanding the law and, and educating ourselves, yeah, definitely we need, I've been doing that. We don't need it, but I've been doing it. And it feels good, I'll say that much. And that, I think recently the understanding of that corporations can can you know it's common knowledge right that corporations can sue and be sued legal persons corporations are legal persons in the law right right everyone okay. now because of that right because corporations can sue and be sued right did you By know that corporations that most people don't believe that most people say oh no you know what the corporation is a fiction it can't do anything like that but that's exactly how the system is set up. Donaldson, <laughs> the, corpor- the corporations can only sue corporations. That's why they want to keep us as corporations. So when right. we come in and say, <laughs> I'm not that corporation, they are in a stymie. And mm-hmm. it is really, really important that uh, you really face what can be done about liberating yourself that may be the emancipation that you were talking about especially since you were from an early age a ward of the state positively we became quote-unquote wards of the state with our voter registration card that was the contract to be a ward I've discontinued and disingenuine myself from that modus operandi and I am an executrix of the name Patricia Ann Lewis Estate, that corporation name. So it's important we really know where we are with all this stuff. Now, what I want Nikki to come on and uh, Clintina to come on, and I'm not really dropping that subject. We'll be bringing it back in, Donaldson. It's Clintina called me last night, and she brought me to an awareness of a whole different thing, guys. And she talked about Nasara, but she talked about a different kind of a bank. Clementina, can I unmute you and have you join us? Are you at a good point to join us and tell us about the bank? 
Because I went on and listened for two hours on that that program. You listened last night? Yeah, I listened to both. I listened to Willie. She gave me a site called williestruth.com. Is that correct? williestruthcall.com. Call and it's mm-hmm. spelled W-I-L-L-I-E-S, truthcall.com. And they were talking about, just within their little group about the different things in this bank, but I got the website and the YouTube and went on. And I sent it to Nikki and I sent it to everybody. All of you got it. And it was, and the, the caption was, this is very interesting. I'd like your opinions because it's something that is really, really interesting. So, uh, Nikki, did you get a chance? Nikki got on. She's on the, the call now. Nikki, did you get a chance to look into that or give us some background on it? And give us a little background on, on what, you're, what you've studied on finances. She's very, very verbal. Go ahead, hon. <laughs> Nikki. Wait a minute, I'm supposed to mute it out. I'm clogged to a talk to you. I have forgotten. I haven't been on uh, talk to you in a long time, so. Uh, anyway, I have to remember my codes and everything. Um, can you hear me? She sounds very far away. <laughs> Nikki, your, your mic again. It's the usual thing. Okay, is that any better? Is that any better? No, it's just really hollow. And, 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 are you on the phone or what? No, 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 no. I'm on a, um, I'm on a, uh, what do you call it, headset. Um, it's really bad. Um, yeah, you know what? Um, I just wanted to add, I, I haven't been able to watch that video yet. Um, my grandson had passed away in, um, on Monday, a motorcycle wreck. He died in oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh Nick, my I'm God, so Nicky, so we're sorry. sorry. Voluntary servitude, 
it shall be, uh, how is it, we can have voluntary servitude with which if you do not comply, you will be duly convicted of a, a crime. That means the life insurance, the zoning ordinances, the taxes, the use of the, the uh, uh, the current uh, fiat currency, and that goes back to Ashlander versus the Tennessee Valley Authority, and I think someone was talking about that just recently. Um, that, uh, you know, that kind of sets a precedent. You cannot um, assume what you're getting a benefit out of, and uh, so that adds into it, too. And anyway, I just wanted to add that. I hope you heard that. But the theory and practice of banking, that book is is excellent. And I gave another site, and the other site is uh, the ultimate weapons.blogspot.com and forward slash twenty thirteen forward slash zero three is the site and uh, then petty father forward slash petty fathery. P E T T I F O G G E R Y dot H T M L. And you'll be yeah. able to click that on and get to the slide share. But the book is actually online um, in archives, and you can search it. I, I did a terrible job of putting together the presentation, but um, just by searching for the keywords and reading the first chapter, I mean, it says right in there that uh, all rights are. Are leanable. And so it was just a matter of making the laws, and this book is from 1892, it's making the laws that will force the people, and those are ex post facto laws, as I read it, mm. and danger, and those were prohibited. So when people say that's unconstitutional, the only thing that is unconstitutional with is the fact that Article 1, Sections 9 and 10 place limits on what these very constructive political bands can do in their capacity. And one of them is use anything but gold and silver for tender. So therefore, by us complying with their, their laws, and they're getting paid with a, 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 a currency that is foreign, to what it is that that Constitution is about. I mean, there's a lot of avenues that can be traveled here, guys. Wow. Yeah, all their laws, all their laws are ex post facto, and they are written to be bills of the changer to put us under this uh, feudalistic form of um, corporate feudalism and Republican form of government. Why would we want tax collectors to be our but see, that's exactly the point where where people need to get this kind of a background of what is going on. I have um, I have copied all of your uh, your links there, so I'll send them out to people. It's, okay. We're getting a lot of interruption again. I have a question. Oh. Yeah, go can, ahead. Can, can, how, sorry about the noise. But how can a guy um, or a gal, right, basically operate in, in today's world and live, right, comfortably, and at the same time, right, 
um, you know, not not um, and kind of at the same time like maintain the integrity of the national system the way that we have it right. You know, in other words, we have nation state. I understand that the you know the huge manipulation with the religion and the nation state and stuff, but the the idea is how can we you know obviously say no thank you right to the legal that legal society thing with the voluntary uh, compliance thing and, and and then at the same time maintain the integrity our financial integrity you know our families and stuff without being slaughtered socially you know Nikki can you answer that uh, can you hear me better now it's a little better, but it's difficult. Oh, okay. Uh, what I did is I shut off uh, the, the media player where the, uh, it was coming through. Um, it's ow, ow, yeah. ow, ow, ow. <laughs> That's Donald. And that is the buying in of a lawsuit to which you have no 
you know, no state, basically. And that is, uh, you, you need a lawyer for this, you need someone who's a member of the bar, you can't take the case to the court without this, that, and that, the other thing happening, and they want to uh, give you a prosecutor, or they have a prosecutor, and we're paying these guys with our tax dollars, you know, and the public defender, so they're helping us out, but what they're doing is they're helping themselves out in this criminal activity, which is criminal enterprise, the Bar Association, and I'm calling them a criminal enterprise because they're, you know, they're actually exemplifying what it is that a criminal enterprise does. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, they incite the lawsuits uh, with, uh, through the legislative process with their reconnected, with the reconnected, uh, uh, reconstructed, I should say, political bands, and uh, who connect us with this criminal enterprise. And uh, what they do is uh, they create the laws upon which the court comes act, and then what they do is they take you into court for not following them so that they can uh, uh, maintain their practice in best maintenance and uh, they can, you know, uh, duly convict you of a crime and make you a... Uh, to them anyway, involuntary servitude, and then there is another crime under the common law, and that's called champerty, C-H-A-M-P-E-R-T-Y, and champerty is the, the, the buying of the spoils, you might say, because what that boils down to is they create all these other agencies, and then they're funding them. And they're funding them through our tax dollars because you know, their monstrous laws have, uh, you know, uh, been set up in a manner to maintain them, and uh, you know they have to fund their uh, uh, their criminal activities in order to perpetuate them and perpetrate and perpetuate them. So, I, was that clear at all? Do you guys? I didn't get that last part. What's that clear at all to you guys? I mean, I heard you, but I still have the question of how to maintain the integrity of what our founding fathers... Do you, so let me ask you this. The founding fathers and the idea of, you know, so a sovereign people, is that, is that something that you, you subscribe to? Well, in the first paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, if you pull that up before you, you'll see how it reads. And it uh, has three distinct um, mandates in it. And a lot of it, when people talk about the Declaration of Independence, 1776, they go directly to the second paragraph. You know, oh, our rights come from God and they're, you know, our creator. But the creator of some of the people who colonized here were the lords of England, the lords of London, you know, the Bank of London, the Bank of England, I should say. And this uh, theory and practice of banking goes into it because the Whigs and the Tories were the prominent political bands. And you'll see in this uh, theory and practice of banking book from 1892 that the history of that is searched out. And even from the 1600s, 
the the Bank of England was involved in, so what were the Whigs and the Tories? So those were the political bands, and uh, what the Declaration of Independence uh, specifically said in that first paragraph was. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people, of one people, if you know anything about Hebrew, that one would be a god, like a man and a woman come together and they become one. And John talks about that in Revelation as well. It talks about the bride coming down, you know, from uh, in New Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, renewed Jerusalem. So in other words, this is the way it probably, you know, they probably had in their minds. Ow. Ow. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, with, with, that, with that said, for one people to, number one, dissolve the political bands which connect them to another. So, number one was to dissolve the political bands, and the political bands back then were the Whigs and the Tories. Back in the first centuries, it was the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And what did Yeshua do? He overturned the money changer. That's, and there is ample evidence in uh, British History Online, and that is an excellent site for research. In British history online, you can call up paper currency, paper money, uh, various things, and uh, revenue practices, and you'll see that they were already using paper money back then, just for <laughs> notes so that uh, you know they can pass them back and forth, and uh, it, it, and that you know colonize the colonies, you know, um, colonize America, I should say, or even uh, the entire globe for that matter because they were talking about paper currency even in the 1600s. They were using it. And they were discounting things in their use. And I'd have to go back and, and look for that information. I don't have that handy to give you right now. And then there was um, the, uh, uh, oh, it, so anyhow, so the Revolutionary War was, Okay, based on that first paragraph, second or no, first paragraph, but the first paragraph, let me finish up with the first paragraph. First paragraph is to dissolve the political bands which connect us to another, connect them to another. And the second part of that is to assume, and number two was to assume amongst the powers of the earth that separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. Now, we've never been able to assume that, and that's apparently what I'm seeing or I'm hearing you talk or ask about is how do we go about doing this and assuming that it's going to take us knowing from where we came what is broken. It means to say that something is unconstitutional and yet they wrote it in there that they are under our... Uh-oh. She got dropped. So you see how the Constitution has been affecting much of what we're saying because that's why taking the Constitution course, you're going to get a lot of this background that Nikki's bringing in. So uh, it, it behooves us to be able to be more versatile in what we do know. 
we're finding so much of the uh, the Constitution has been bastardized over the year. We we studied at one time. Gary, I, and Paul studied the Constitution with this guy Livingway, and uh, how much it's been uh, used as a contract. It was a business contract to actually never went to enslavement in the original, but it was used as enslavement when it incorporated. So it's good. But uh, Clintina is back on, and let us see. Clintina, can you talk about the Ware Bank? Uh, it is a bank that is uh, now coming across on YouTube, and they're saying all the right words. But there's a monthly fee. You're supposed to be giving, getting, um, what is it, $236,000 that can only be used for your mortgages, for your uh, utilities, and not for you personally, but for you to sustain your living in a much more viable way. So, uh, Donaldson, is it okay if I mute you for a few minutes and we'll see if Clintina can come on? Let me unmute Clintina. Clintina, can you speak now about that bank? You've been listening a lot more than I. Well, no, actually, most of the information about the bank is online, is on YouTube, and um, I did say that I hadn't had an opportunity to watch and listen to all the YouTube um, videos. However, um, as you probably deduced last night on the live call, a lot of people have uh, signed up and registered as members of War Bank, and they are receiving, they have received War Bank checks. And they are, in fact, paying their, their rent and uh, uh, student loans and mortgages and car notes and utilities. Um, my question with the whole war bank thing is the promissory note. Again, I haven't had an opportunity to do enough research on the promissory note to feel very confident myself to move forward. What I have learned about the uh, World Bank, or from what I can see, um, the World Bank is backed by gold. And mm -hmm. um, as of last week, well, there's two weeks ago, the banks were processing, were, banks here in the United States were processing the World Bank checks that people were using to pay their debts and their utilities. However, as of last week, allegedly, uh, it seems like it was uh, Wells Fargo, uh, put out a memo to all the other banks to stop processing World Bank checks. Uh, up until last week, Wells Fargo and all the other banks were processing the checks, from what I understand. Um, well, did they say the why? Well, one of the reasons was that because uh, Warren Bank is back, is gold-backed, um, one of the reasons that it, it believes that they will not, there are two reasons why they believe they won't 
they stop uh, processing those checks. One is that if they process those checks, then within these banks, these fractional banking uh, systems that we're under would then come under common law banking, which is what our bank is under. So they believe that they do not want to come under common law banking. I don't know what the ramifications are for that, but that's one of the reasons. The other reason they believe is that they don't want the people to get out of debt, that they want to keep it numb, dumb, sick, and broke. There you go. So, so, um, so there was, as you heard last night on the line, there was a young lady who did get, in fact, she got a student loan process. A student loan check was cleared and processed uh, last week. Uh, so some checks apparently are getting through, uh, but it seems like they have uh, come together and decided to sabotage the whole process and no longer accept the world unchecked. Now, what Willie is saying that when Nasara comes and when Nasara is announced, which is supposed to be announced uh, about 48 hours after the shutdown of the government and the banks, um, when Nasara is, uh, let's say, implemented, then those banks that refuse to cash the war bank checks will be sued. There allegedly will be a class action lawsuit against the banks. Um, that, that would be in common law, correct? Right, yes. Mm-hmm. So um, that's all I know now. I'm, you know, the whole thing sounds like, like I said to you, um, an uh, answer to everyone's prayer to have your debts uh, paid for. Your, even if you're if you're renting and you have a one-year lease, they'll pay the entire uh, yearly lease. Um, they what they do is you have a promissory note uh, in pounds for 148k in pounds, and when it's converted to U.S. money, it's Again, about $230,000, give or take a little. Um, And when you write checks for your um, debts, it's an easier process to write a check under $5,000. If you write a check for over $5,000, you have to submit some other forms or whatever. whatever. However, there was a young lady uh, on the line last week, she was on twice because she came on the first time to say that she was able to pay off her car note, which was $21,000, and she came on the next week to say that she, in fact, received her title for the car. Everything had cleared, and the bank did give her her title. Um, but it's easier, it's simpler to write checks for under 5K and over 5K. They, they're processed differently, but they are processed and they do go through up to $233,000. And there's been a question that's been asked several times, and that is, after you've exhausted the 230 k then what? And from what Willie has been saying, he said that it would automatically re-up to another 230 k under 
the initial, the first promissory note. Uh, you know, that's that's all I do know. I just have questions about the promissory note because a promissory note is an instrument for foreclosure at any time they feel like they want to call in the note. However, the the promissory note itself says that um, if you fail, if I can remember, if you fail to pay this debt, then they can arbitrarily just ask you to pay, let's say, uh, they say one re. What's RE? What a RE is like, I don't know, like $12 or $20 or something like that. But it also says there are like three different paragraphs. There is another paragraph that the concept of the paragraph is that um, they can use the promissory note for any other, as another financial instrument which would automatically relieve you of any responsibility of paying back the debt. And I don't remember what the third paragraph was. In fact, I think that was the third paragraph, but it stuck with me. But I wanted to mind, I have to do more research on the promissory note, and, and from what I understand, all that information is on YouTube under the War Bank videos that that's explained. I and let it run till 3 o'clock in the morning last night. I was sleeping through most of it. But, yeah, it's a lot to get through, but it's very, very exciting. <laughs> and it's very hard to understand, but this is just the start of some of the stuff that's going to be rolling out, I think. And I'm ever so excited. I'm just going to watch and see what happens and try not to freak out. <laughs> so when you sign oh. a promissory, when you sign a promissory note, in order to open an account with War Bank, there's a one-time setup fee, which is 25 pounds. And How much is that in cash? Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, uh, um, and uh, a monthly fee of 10 pounds. Now, when you convert it, the conversion, of course, fluctuates every day, but it's like $54 altogether for the two, for the first initial setup. And so on a monthly basis, it would probably be somewhere from about $15 a month for your uh, monthly uh, uh, but you would send $55 or $54 in cash FedExing it overnight. And that would set up your account. And then right now, because so many more people are, are registering, it takes about one to three weeks before you get your, two to three weeks before you get your actual check. Yeah, and I heard that on the call, but that that one lady got hers within a week and one guy waited five weeks, so it all depends. But if it's on the up and up, who cares how long it takes? If I've but, got $227,000 or whatever you say it is, we'll have, we'll have to figure this all out because I could sure use a little bit of money like that. Well, who is it actually that's backing this? I mean, where where does this bank come up from? It's in I mean, England. It's in England. It's in England, and it's the guy's not, name is. I'm, I'm not. I'm not understanding what she's. It's a what? England. It's from England. And oh, England. England. Okay. And it's a point of uh, the the guy's name is Peter from England. So I said to um, to uh, Clintina, I said, "Well, you're Clintina from Philadelphia." 
where, where does it give, you know, any information? It doesn't. And, um, and I'm not poo-pooing it. I want people to look into it for the sake of there may be something here. There may be something that's advantageous for us to learn about. And it may be a good thing. I don't know. But more eyes to the, to the, to the metal, and we may find out something that's good for, for more of us. I don't know. I just really don't know. Are you, call, are you calling it WAR, W-A-R, Bank? It's, it's capital W, lowercase e, capital R, lowercase e, Bank. WAR, W-E-R-E, WAR. The way we were. WAR Bank, okay. Mm-hmm. And that dot what? Go into YouTube and in YouTube, just oh, put in. YouTube. Okay. Just spell oh, it all lowercase w e r e, and you'll be uh, able to get it. Actually, 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 the, the the bank does have a website. It is warbank.com. Oh, okay. Mhm. Warbank.com, and that's where you see a promissory note, and you know. Uh, and it gives you all the information on how to register and become a member. And, oh, good. Uh, okay. Yeah, it has I didn't a, get a it. uh-huh, uh, warbank.com. You want it that? A, it has a knowledge base which answers a lot of questions. It has a tab called the knowledge base which answers a lot of questions. I just didn't get my answer about the um the promissory note. From what I understand, that confirmation is in. It, it, uh, what I heard on the video was that the promissory was was not like what we've been taught a promissory was. So yeah, because usually that means paying different. it back. I'm sorry. Correct, and that's what he he was refuting in the one I watched. Right. But it was still all he had was kind of like a slide next to it. You really never saw the the. A screen that he was using for the people in the crowd. It's called so, New Horizons at St. Anne's. New Horizons St. Anne's. That was the, that was the video, correct? Yeah. yeah. And we are bank, and re we re bank and re movement talk. Glastonbury, 2015. There's another one in here that's. Three hours and twenty-seven minutes. The one that Clintina sent is two hours and thirty-five minutes, and I felt right. it stopped at an hour and forty-six minutes. My computer stopped. When you when you go to when you go oh. to the when you go to the World Bank website uh-huh. and and you and you click and tell them you want to register, they send you an email. Okay. And and in the email there will be um. Oh, well, there'll be a link for converting the money, and also okay. there will be also there will be uh, a copy of a blank promissory note for you to download and print off, and there'll be a copy of uh, an, a, a sample of a promissory note and how you feel it, how you fill it out. Okay. So you can have actually you, see it before you ever sign it. Oh, of have course. You, have yeah. you done this, Clintina? Excuse me. Have you done this already, or have I done what? Sent off the promise? Well, sent off the fifty-five. Yeah, I mean, yeah, signed up for this. So you signed up for it? 
I did. I signed up to register, and that's when I received the email. But I did not sign the promissory note because I didn't understand because what Wonder, what Wonder just mentioned was my point. Our understanding of a promissory note apparently is different than what their concept of a promissory note is because, because what really keeps reiterating over and over again every time someone mentions it, including myself, he says you do not have to pay this back. However, they do have, however, they do have uh, something else that's connected to this. It's, it's like time banking. Um, uh, and I believe this is the way uh, you actually pay it back with your own energy and your own, your own currency, mm. with your own, you know, natural currency in that you submit hours for doing whatever. If you work from nine to five, you submit those hours and uh, those hours are calculated and that goes towards paying back the promissory note. If you babysit, you use that. If you go shopping, you use that. If you're researching, you do you use that. Whatever you're using your own natural energy for, that is being calculated as currency. So it's our energetic services that mm-hmm. is our payback. In other yes. words, we're doing something. We're not just mm-hmm. sitting. You know, we're not just being couch potatoes and you know letting this pay our way. We're actually contributing by doing our daily lives. Right. Yes. And they, right. And they calculate and they calculate that time. They pay you for that time and then they use that to pay off the promissory note. And see what what uh offer you joggled my memory on it and it was the fact that they wanted to get rid of that those people that are just going to be the couch potato type phenomenon, Mm -hmm. they would be dropped very quickly because they will not pay back. And entitlement people. The entitlement, exactly. So what's going to happen to the entitlement people? They're going to have to get up off their freaking butt. No! (laughs) No! They have to get off the couch. They have to get off the couch. What if they're 80 years old? That's well, a difference. Then we can be in, oh, if we're, if we're senior citizens, it's okay to be entitlement people. <laughs> well, I don't think most 80-year-olds even want to be entitled. <laughs> you know, we've been so dragged through the mud. They that, worked their lives you know, away, you bet. They, well, yeah, they, they've they earned their right to yep. be a couch potato at 80. Yep. You know, Let I've these got a, kids I've got take over, neighbor, right? I've One a at a time. I've got a neighbor here. He's in his eighties, and he, you know, he wants so bad to be out doing stuff, but yeah. something has happened with his lungs. He's on oxygen twenty-four-seven now, and mm-hmm. I mean, he 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 doesn't smoke or anything. He does chew tobacco, but um, he's. He wants to be out there working, but all of a sudden his whole gut started just filling up with fluid, and now he's been, you know, in and out of hospitals, and suddenly, you know, he can't be out there doing what he loves to be doing. His Friday night essence is not what he's able to do now, and it's sad, you know. I don't think, you know, just because we get older doesn't mean, notice I said older and not old. Uh, as we get older, we don't want to be couch potatoes. I think at that point, we're wanting to be much more alive and active because 
we're becoming wiser. (laughs) We we have learned a lot of stuff. We have done a lot of things in our lives. We have been where a lot of people have not ventured to go, you know. And now, now we're because our body can't keep up with us anymore because we've been fed garbage and and given bad water and have air that you know has been polluted and whatnot. Not blaming, but it's just you know at a point there is some you know factual points to that. But you know we 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 have not kept up with our knowledge of how to keep our bodies young. Um, We've been indentured in the culture of death, and that's what we've been led to believe, that we have to die. Just like we have to pay taxes. You know, those are the two things I used to go around saying. The only two things I have to do in life, and that's die and pay taxes. Right. Why was that bullshit? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I mean, now now that we know what we know... Um, we don't have to die and we don't have to pay taxes. We don't have to do any of that crap. We just have to live free and live a you know, a good life and what I mean by that is a happy life. Natural. You know, it yeah. doesn't mean that we have to have a lot of money, but having the you know, what's what's necessary to you know get the things that we, we need, you know, I mean, we can even do without money, but money has become, I I, I read this or saw this somewhere, that money is another god. It's it's just another deity out there that we worship. But if we change that thought process around and use it as a tool, it's a tool so I can, you know, go and get groceries or trade with my neighbor across the street if they, you know, need to go get some groceries, then maybe I can, you know, give them a little bit of money for what they're, you know, their service to me, um, whatever that may be. Um, you know, so th- this war bank sounds very interesting, you know, in that it is willing to, you know, take our skill and talents and trade of paying back money. And I mean, it sounds like it's really trying to get us out. Now, whoever this Tiger guy is, um, maybe he's one of these souls that have the resources to be able to just do this. Well, and he's what, got a committee. And what a wonderful soul that is. Or who, yeah, however many people it may be. I mean, for a group of people... Um, to get together and put something together like this and is willing to give this out to people um, in in trade of their services to their communities, their lives, their friends, their families, whoever it may be, and in and, and trade of them receiving the funds that they need to live a happy life. Wow. The way we were supposed to lead it. Well, see, that's exactly what that's exactly what um, our fellow down in the Philippines after getting released in that money. There's money out there, but mm-hmm. one of the points that you said about uh, uh, having the money, they're actually stopping the taking of cash, 
and uh, that's affecting Walmart tremendously. Dr. Logic came back on, and Donaldson have had some really good points that are add to what you're saying, Morpha. Promissory notes are backed by a pledge, UCC 3104 paren 1. Donaldson, they are secured and unsecured notes. Donaldson, most likely the notes talked about on the call are negotiable notes. Uh, Dr. Logic, where bank, great idea. Those in power won't allow it to continue. That's true. Get it while you can, won't last. Um, Donaldson, negotiable, secured, promissory, demand note, it's called. Donaldson, something like that. Interesting, and this is all Donaldson. Interesting, spirit is strong. Spirit never go, goes into crises. So what we're, uh, is behoove us for this week? Go, sign up, and see what happens. Because he said that in the beginning, back in the beginning, in early 15 when this started, he said they were having 40 to 50 people signing up a day. And now it's, of course, mushrooming. And uh, what I w- it, it is a method. And your, your fee would actually come probably out of that check that you get. So it's not out of your pocket. And it's probably going to, well, they said checks, not card. So it behooves us to be looking into what they're doing. They're wanting the, the dollar to crash, and they're not allowing you, starting around. I haven't had it happen to me. It's happened in some places. And it is affecting where they cannot buy anything with cash anymore. So be aware of that phenomenon that's going on. Well, so, well, when you think about the card, it's it's still in this all digital um, finance correct. world, which there's correct. really no money there to you know. There's just exchanging figures on a on a computer screen. That's um, exactly right. So I can understand why they don't want to use cards. You know, yeah. no, send me the cash, even though it's fiat cash, it's physical, and when there's physical, there's energy. Well, and, see, even with these checks, Orpha, with these mm-hmm. checks, that's still digital. Yep. Well, that that's true, but we, I I still think that there's more to the the checks than you know. It, well, it's like it's like you wonder. You don't have. Well, I don't. I don't know if you if you can get you know Social Security just not automatically deposited. Are you getting a, a, a physical check for that? To, everybody has to have it uh, automatically deposited. They right. take that totally but, away from you. Yeah, um, but you were getting a physical check, right? And you a long time ago. But when yeah. I was doing my paycheck, I got that physical. Physical, yeah. Which at the time. You know, you you know, most places were offering. Okay, do you want it automatically deposited or do you want a check? And uh-huh. taking the physical check, there was something about getting that check in your hand as opposed to having it just automatically deposited. Yeah. Um, of course, we you know didn't know about that at the time, but I think there's yeah. something the physical about it. You know, if we even just sending this. Ow. I don't know what, which one what it is. What is that? I don't know. Let me let me see. Let me see if it's Mickey. 
can't. They don't like what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Let's see. I'm going to just kind of mute us all out. Oh, it was 575. Okay, Elaine, it was yours. Something was happening at yours, Elaine. Huh. Mm. I'm well, going to undo, I'm going to undo, I'm going to undo Donaldson. Okay, now I'm going to undo Elaine. Elaine, hang on. Okay, we lost the guest 12. And that may have been something that triggered where when I hit 575, it silenced it. But they dropped. Hello? Did somebody call me? Okay, so, yeah, you're okay, everybody. Is that that lady lady that was um, talking about the finances? No, no. Uh, Nikki's still on. Nikki. But she's not on the, she's not on the speaking part. She's on the uh, chat room. Yeah. Okay, well, I wanted to say something while we're right in the middle of all this. Uh You know, for some reason, that's what came across to me. It was... What was at the top of the pyramid is the Peter. And now this guy's name is Peter, and he's given us our money from the Catholic Church. So it makes a lot of sense to my silly little mind. Okay? It's the Peter principle, all right? <laughs> there is a Peter principle, too. <laughs> <laughs> Only Patty could get to the simplicity of it, and I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, Patty, you're priceless. Uh, Thank we you. Patty. <laughs> oh, Quintina, how did you find out about this? What, where did the information come to you from? Quintina, are you on? Let's see if she's... Uh, oh, here I am, here I am. Hello? Okay, okay sweetie. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> Actually, um, uh, Wonder sent us all uh, three conference call numbers that came via uh, Lola. Right. Okay, it came from Lola. Yeah, it came from Lola. I started listening to the calls. I listened to the one on tonight. There's a Colorado call. And he's a judge. He's, he sounds like he's 150 years old, but he knows <laughs> his stuff. And uh, he is very knowledgeable. And he's, he's giving a lot of good uh, free advice. So uh, it might behoove you to, to get on tonight's call. Mm-hmm. Well, if, in uh, reference to, to, to Judge Curry, uh, and we were talking, you guys were talking about common law earlier. Uh, uh-huh. On the first call that I listened to with Judge Perry, it was so informative. In fact, each call is very informative. He has people who, on his call, who are working across the planet to reverse the matrix that we're in. And uh, there were a couple of people on, one guy in particular, who is uh, very knowledgeable about, and we were talking, you guys mentioned common law, uh, commercial liens and and uh, putting commercial liens against people. Well, um, now, there's where they're going to get into trouble because they've caused a lot of problems over the year. And that's why part of what they're saying has some problems. 
However, he explained it on, and I'm sorry for interrupting. I had to correct this. The commercial liens, if you listen to it as being the old way of doing it, it's not what they're talking about. They're talking about liens that are dealing with your foreclosure. It is not just a lien, a willy-nilly, because we had a lot of people going to jail for willy-nilly liens against anybody that was... uh, Putting, uh, putting anything on their line or doing anything to them. And, and it was just so insane. Well, yeah, really, well, the, really the commercial, the, the foreclosure, the foreclosure procedure is, yes, for the commercial lien, but also implementing the crimes victim law as well in terms of the okay. commercial lien, uh, in terms of the foreclosure. But um, the guy's name is Harford Van Dyke. He mentioned the commercial lien, and so has the judge, for other reasons as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, and Hartford Van Dyke has put together um, a profile for instructions on how to properly submit a commercial lien and reap a nice lump sum of money back for yourself. This is separate from the foreclosure. Well, they got into a lot of trouble, so I, I don't know anything about how he's teaching that. I haven't. Well, I, I have the phone number to Harford uh, and his address to Harford, um, and he teaches you how to put together a two-page commercial lien uh, for reasons other than and including the foreclosure. Okay. Mm-hmm. I may turn Dr. Um, <clears throat> Dr. Footsie onto that so that he can get something because he's been going through the um, bankruptcy court and they've been just giving him the usual runaround and all that kind of crap. Now, in terms of the um, foreclosures, there was a um, there was a uh, young lady on a couple of weeks ago in St. Paul, and she and this gentleman by the name of Rob West. They process um, uh, foreclosures in terms of uh, either getting back your property and or mm-hmm. money for mm-hmm. the foreclosure. But oh, 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 oh! Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, but they charge seventeen hundred dollars to right. process that for you. Seventeen fifty for processing the foreclosure for you, but they either get you your your home back, or they get you three times the market value of your home today, plus punitive charges. But you pay them seventeen fifty. Yeah, in order to do that for you, it's a big money thing on them. Mm-hmm. And they supposedly have this guy who's. Uh, a real good researcher, and they pay, that's what you're paying for his uh, researching. And it's, you know, it's money. It is money. Oh, that's that guy named Cato. Oh, are you talking about the guy named Cato yeah. who used to work for the IRS? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, 
Yeah, it's all about your discernment. It's really about where are you with your discernment as to most of you are not in foreclosures, which is thankful. However, there are people that you may know that are in foreclosure. And uh, this might be a, uh, a way for them to get some resolution. Most We have people on the NLA that have, are actually having their property stolen out from underneath them by the crooked uh, lawyers. They didn't even know they were in foreclosure. Their properties were totally paid for, and yet they're in foreclosure. Excuse yeah. me, is there something wrong with this picture? So uh, it behooves you to be always checking on your property to see that your property is your property in the sense that your name is still on the uh the deed, if you want to put it that way. Yes, they are they are stealing. Oh, um. I'm properly pertless. You're properly pertless? I'm properly pertless. I don't have any property. Therefore, yeah, I have fine. no property. I'm pertless. <laughs> and you're pertless. Well, pertless is good. I, I'm one of those that they need to just take out. I'm worthless. <laughs> the only thing is I've got a cup of coffee. <laughs> uh, well, you I, know what? Go I ahead. Question for you. Was the guy with the bankruptcy court issue you just mentioned? Uh, what's the, I was thinking about that. And uh, because uh, from what I've read, the bankruptcy court is uh, basically court of equity. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so that equity, right? Like, isn't that like truly what uh, is trying to be maintained and protected uh, by the fiduciaries, presumably, that they are trying to protect that equity in the property of the infant? So, whom homeboy's probably not going to get anywhere in that, especially in that venue, if he doesn't get the petition in there for the removal of minors' disabilities or the proof of claim that he doesn't already have that removed so that way he can nav- navigate in that equity, equity court, you see? Well, see, even in that equity court, when you're talking about that kind of uh, a court, they are, doing everything court. they are doing everything they can to be able to stifle anybody using that. He's in California, so uh, California is notorious for a lot of that kind of jazz. Uh, so what what he's doing, he's gotten, it's really interesting, he's gotten a young man who's gone all the way through the law school but never could pass the bar exam. And I'm going, that's the best guy to get because of the fact that he doesn't have any uh, controls by the uh, the bar association, and so um, the the gentleman is helping him quite a bit, which is really nice because uh, poor Dr. Footsie's just gets totally totally miscabubulated because it's very very frustrating, extremely frustrating. But he's done a valiant job in bringing in people that are are helping him 
And right. that's what this is all about, is okay. helping right. each other to do it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you're right. I was going to add to that that I think, in, you know, infancy is pretty much an intrinsic part of the way this, of the pledge dating back to the Declaration of Independence. You know, the pledge of our lives, fortune, and honor, and to be the citizen, you know, means, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're accepting the pledge, you're making the pledge also. And so, infancy, you have, to, you have to have that aspect. So I think that when we fight against that, that's what really pokes holes in the system. And, and, and so that's why, it's, you know what I mean? Like, people, yeah. I, think, I think it's talk, there are people are talking poop about this whole minor's disabilities and infancy thing, but that's the, that's the bread and butter of the whole system. It From is, because then they capture who you are without you even knowing it and hold you hostage. So it, it behooves you to be able to get your butt out of anything that's going on. Right, just straight exposing what's going on. That's what we're doing right now on this call. Correct. And the more we bring it up, the more it gets uh, reiterated and the more people start learning. And again, uh, I used to have a friend that used to say, you throw enough stuff up against the wall, something's going to stick. And that's actually where we are. We're looking at what's going to stick. Uh, what do we know about these, uh, this bank? We've been waiting for years for um, a trust thing to come along. They're talking about trust. We, we have different trusts in England. We have different trusts in America. Everything's under statutory trust. So there, it, it, what are we going to learn from it? Be open to it. Be open to learning because there's something there for us to learn again. Again and again. <laughs> Do it to me one more and to, time. And to provide some insight into the, the banking scheme for this where bank, I mean, I can see what they're talking about. First of all, common law in the legal system is, is case law. So if it's a common law bank, then that would be kind of an interesting, to, you know, I mean, it would be pretty much what we have now. Okay. Uh, get, moving over to if you give them what name you give them to sign up under, you know, are you putting your stuff into a trust? Not necessarily. So maybe you're not so secure after all, you see. You're simply uh, allowing someone else to administer, you know. And, and basically, I, I think it's actually probably not the healthiest uh, mental use of energy for people because it would be another way of not taking responsibility. But see, that's exactly the point they're raising. They want you to take responsibility. What we've done here is turn the responsibility over to someone. Their point of contention is you're going to be meeting. You're going to be having meetings that you will attend. So that you learn what's going on. This isn't about you just putting your your mouth and then uh, putting a few bucks in and then getting free load, which is what everybody wants. And but they so want to teach us how point. to use the money, right? They want us to know what you know. Get 
get our needs taken care of right at first and then be able to invest the rest of our money to make money for us. You're not you know. going to be investing it. You're only using it using for it. living. Oh, okay. That's the point. That's why I, I want to be sure you got that because this is why you have to go in and listen to it again because yeah. I know for myself I missed a lot. And yeah. so I'm pleased that you got in there and listened to it, uh, uh, Patty, because uh, I needed that kind of feedback that you're getting and I'm getting. It is important that each of us listen to it and be your own guide. Okay. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, it would be nice to do it, but I'm not your guide. You, you've got to be your own guide. Yeah, and there's and like be- six hours of this stuff on the on YouTube, so... We can really dig into it this weekend. I like having weekend projects. <laughs> yeah, and and part of the thing too is it's going to be asking you to make a choice, mm-hmm. asking you to start being responsible. All of what's been going on, everything that's been going on, has been purely about us to become responsible for ourselves, mm-hmm. and we. Still want Big Daddy to take care of it all. I'm sorry, it ain't going to happen. Big Daddy's being moved out of town. Right, and, and what I would like to see happen is ahead. a common law re-education instead of a corporatized one. Because if you ask me, that's what we're, we're being served. No matter what, everyone's going to get re-educated. And how we do the educating is probably going to play a big part in our happiness. But that's, that's why I keep encouraging you to get on NLA. Get a free education about what the Constitution and common law is about. You're not doing it, and this is not a make wrong, but you're not doing it makes you vulnerable to anything that comes along. Anything. Because your ignorance makes us as we started the program, an idiot. And I and I yeah. don't I don't see this Weir Bank as an entitlement thing. Um, I think that's the way you're saying it, Donaldson. I'm not sure, but I think that's yeah. the way you're looking at it. I I do think that what this is, or very well could be, is a way to actually help people take that responsibility. If if you look at the way the system is now, all the entitlement programs, especially welfare, those people that are on welfare, they never get out of it. And they never get out of it because they're they're told that right. in, uh, unemployment is the same way. You are given so much to get certain things, and if you try to go out and get a job, they encourage you to go out and get a job, and you go out and get a job, and you tell them, okay, I made so much money today. Well, instead of giving you, say, okay, now that you've got a job, you have three months now, we will still help you along for three more, three more months or whatever, you know, you pick time. I just pulled that out of my hat. And then we're taking the money away. But no, what they do is they, they subtract the amount of money that you made out of the check that they're giving you. So you're Correct. still in the same spot. You you still can't move forward. There there's no real help there. So people are you know disenchanted, and then they decide, well, 
they're just going to take it out of my check so I won't go out and work. And they sit home and they get their entitlement. And they're that's they're paid for. And they that's the way they like it. They want us to keep us, how Patty put it, um, uh, who, who was, what, was Clementina the put anyway, you know, dumb, mm-hmm. what was it, dumb. They want to keep on the plantation. Yeah, whatever. And, and But this allows you to pay for your needs while you go out and still do what you have to do because you can't use it to just go and, oh, wow, now I got money. I can go out and spend it and do whatever I want with it. No, you can't. It, there That's is a limitation exactly on it. That's that and, and, and part of the thing, too, is what uh, so much of what we've said before is that um, – with, uh, I think Colin had said it, it popped in my head and it popped out again. But it's about <laughs> the, the, the issue of, um, oh, I've forgotten. Go ahead. You were going to say something, Donaldson? <laughs> well, I, I was just yes, going to finish that, on. That, that, on that go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was, let go me ahead. just finish and then you can come in. Um, oh, I was just going to say that it it is a way for us to actually take responsibility. And I think they're going to, I think this is a good way to get the education in there because people are going to have to figure out, you know, ways to still take care of their wants as opposed to their needs. This money is to take care of the needs, the things, you know, to get you out of debt, which they don't want you out of debt, but it's a way to help people get out of debt and take on responsibility and get this, this freedom that, they were never going to get out of under the current system. And, and I like it's, it. it's, it's a like helping, it. and that's mm-hmm. why I think this might be a good thing. It's not mm-hmm. another entitlement program. And, right. and the right. other and thing, and, go uh, ahead. Uh, can go I ahead. just, I thought, remember what I said, it was on Drake's show, and he said it was the point of uh, that people, um, this is not a gratuity. It is. Oh, I forgot it again. Go ahead, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give you some frankincense. You need to put a drop of frankincense on your tongue every morning. <laughs> is that good for your memory? Okay, now let's. All right. Well, okay. what I was trying to chime in with is to compliment what uh, Orpha is saying, and it may bring it back to mind for for wonder, is is that they they are accessing the general. See, corpus juris secundum says general maintenance needs can be main, you know, can be given to uh, the infant if there's, you know, they, uh, so what's happening? I think is there still is an administering of the of the estate. It's just that this is not something that the corp- these, these local firms would like to see have happen, which is, I think, why you're seeing them being shut down those checks off the process. Because it's almost like someone found out about that and is beginning to do the work, right, of administering those estates. Mm, interesting. Can I chime in here? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to uh, just brainstorm out loud. Um, if you think about it, our economy, I mean, right now, just the dollar, they're saying the dollar is going to collapse. The only intrinsic value is in metals. Um, how do we um, how do we exchange precious metals among the masses? 
And so we say that, okay, what is of real value if and when the dollar collapses uh, is precious metals. The other thing is property. And this just has to do with, you know, the financiers and the big wigs and the banks and all that. So we can say the little guy having food and water and skills and whatnot is of value. And that's for us when we're emancipated from a system that is today set up around the dollar to support the inefficiencies of people's ability to earn a living. So we have an entitlement program. If you think about banks, what they did in the bank collapse on property, they sold homes to people that were at risk, bundled them up as junk bonds. Junk bonds is just a name or a label that is used to hide what really happened. Those junk bonds were insured. What they should have said is, we're selling you, the bank, a insurance and an intrinsic insurance, built-in insurance policy on these junk bonds so that when or if these uh, the loans are defaulted on, uh, you will be insured for the value of the property. So we know that our dollar-based system is worth nothing. It's all just float. There's nothing really in hand. So just like bonds and stocks, they come and go. They're not really there. And so what the banks have done and what the banks are doing today is they are insuring their um, investments, the selling of property or the financing of the sales of property under policies that will protect them in case of default. So here's the question. Do you have that ability? Can, does, does the average American, can they go online or anywhere and say, hey, I've got a property worth $200,000, and I want to insure it against default. The system's not set up for the individual to have that availability as it is for the bank. So what are the banks going to do when they lose that ability? That's why they're going to have to go to a cashless society. What's that going to be based on? Today it's on your net worth, and your net worth has to do with what you own, the material possessions. But in a cashless society, your net worth is going to be the projected value because that's how these things work on projections. It's going back. It's the same mentality of non-intrinsic value. But on the projected value of your ability to earn uh, a living and pay for that property for those purchases. So you're going to, that's the only way I can see that um, in our current, you know, contracted society that we're going to be able to uh, have this big cash flow. They say, okay, guess what? Cashless society, the dollar fell. There's no, we have chaos, we have this, we have martial law, we have everybody going crazy with one another. And so the government, here it comes to save the day. We're going to open up a trust account, and now we don't even need Social Security. We're going to open up a trust account where everybody has $1 million in their trust account. But now that you have that, you're going to have an option. You can pay off your property and your debts, and once you do that, you're going to be broke again. So you're going to have to figure out a way to earn money in that system. 
and, you know, hard to tell how that's going to happen. Um, but I can tell you this, that um, when I looked at uh, purchasing a property, I had someone tell me, make sure that part of your property doesn't have public access. And this is the point. Um, so, and I said, what does that mean? That helped me understand that. And so they said, well, let's say, for example, you have an acre of land and there is a frontage road that you use that is uh, within your property line, but everybody else has to use it, too, to get to their house. And so yet it's on their property. So if they use that access road because it's the only access to their property for 10 consecutive years, they can claim possession of that property. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so think about it. Think about what that means. If I haven't paid off my mortgage in 10 years, the bank can claim my property. That's how That's how these people go in foreclosure and don't even know it because they are not, they're trusting the system and they're not projecting and educating themselves and planning ahead. You know, for Very what it's good point. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So I, I just really, I'm looking at this, I'm seeing how it's going, and, you know, I'm really thankful that I didn't buy a home, although I really want to, um, because I just don't feel this is the right time. I don't have the money to buy what I want to buy and still provide for my security cushion. And a lot of people now are feeling the same way. I just came back from a road trip and um, drove, uh, I don't know, 1,700 miles. And on my stops and talking with people, uh, there is a lot of people now that are living in RVs that that have their homes up for sale and they're they're selling out their property and they're taking that money, that hunk of money before that 10 year span of default comes and they're buying RVs and and that's because they feel this is something that I own. There's, there's even been people that I talked to on the road that uh, have had custom built RVs with specific chassis and engines and all kinds of stuff. And so when our economy is doing that and we're no longer trusting the bank system, where is the bank system going to go? And how how are we as the individual to be able to manage in a society like that. I still say it is important to have uh, silver and gold. I say that so clearly. And, you know, I've noticed that a lot of, uh, there is a shortage now in silver, and I've noticed that silver Hmm. and gold has gone up, and that's a good plus because what that means is the bankers, the money people, are bailing out. They've gotten what they need, and they're, taking their thumb off the control of the price of gold and silver because they don't care. They've got enough for themselves. But that means the price of gold is going to go up, so they're smart. That means the average Jane and John is not going to be able to buy that now. So what the uh, the companies that are minting, the minting companies, what they're doing now is they're creating smaller uh, coins, one-tenth of an ounce of gold that you can buy for $130. But the problem there is that that's that's going to be for the for the meager me's like me, you know, that don't have wealth and riches. 
And so what are we going to be able to do with that when working with an ignorant peer group? Because that's what we are as an ignorant peer group. We don't know all the ins and outs of what's going on. So, you know, I think people should be aware of that. In the town that I live in, I've seen houses bought and gone into foreclosure within a year. The own, even the banking company that um, I dealt with, uh, after I told them, well, if I go to that area, I lose my job because I'm out of my employment catchment area and I couldn't pay my mortgage. Well, they said, go ahead and buy it anyway. Okay. And got really pissed off at me when I backed out of the deal. So I just think we need to kind of, you know, do what we're doing here on this call and looking deeper and understanding whatever the banks and the money people are doing is what we need to be considering or at least aware of so that we can have an alternative direction to go. Good for you. Good point. Very good point. Thank you. I'd love to have the clarity that's different one to come up with because it is about hearing all the different ways things can go. If you don't hear them from different uh, viewpoints, you don't know how to discern. That was great, great discernment. Oh, I don't wow. remember. I don't remember where I got this from. I don't know if it came from you, Wonder. I don't think so, but I got it from somebody, and it's about land land trust. It's um. Making sure that none of your land, your home, or any of that is in your name. Correct. And it and it's um. Were, were you the one that sent this to me, Mr. Landlord dot com? I, I it's probably a long time ago, wasn't it? No, I just got this recently, and I'm not well, sure where it came from. I might send you the link so everybody can look at it. Yeah. I don't have my glasses on right now because <laughs> I, I, it's a fairly long article. Um, but it talks about keeping, you know, because they can come after you at any time. You know, if you go into, you know, bankruptcy or anything like that, they can take anything that is in your name. And actually this came up as a thing dealing with anybody that, is like has a rental property, um, the renters are suing the landlords. Yeah. Um, and in some cases, yeah. they deserve to be sued. <laughs> but, and, I mean, but they're just doing it, you know, so they can get some money out of whoever because, you know, it's another one of those, I think, entitlement things. But if you want to protect yourself, keep all your stuff, you know, put it in a trust as opposed to in your name. And I'm going to send my son this because he owns three houses and he rents one up. Well, he rents two of them out, lives in one. But I, you know, I, I'd never really heard about this until we, you know, started talking about this stuff. And then this came up. So I'll send it to you. Um, but it's, um, it's, it deals with the landlords mostly, but it gives some, you know, it's just a really interesting article. Um, so I'll, I'll send that to you, Wonder. You Great, because part of, part of the thing you're bringing up is deep pockets. It's the point of mm-hmm. deep pockets. And mm-hmm. uh, they think the landlords are, are making out like tall dogs, which isn't always true. Look and, at what's happening to Jerry. 
Like, well, uh, right, exactly. That's, that's what made me think of this. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's, guys, landlords yeah. who are my miners in the system actually can get their uh, basically contracts voided. So they're not allowed to charge more than $700 a month from any tenant for rent. Anything over that has to go through a conservator mm-hmm. when it comes to property management for a landlord. So <laughs> I think there's a lot of lawsuits against landlords waiting to happen. But on the gold issue, what I've seen is that a lot of computer parts are made with gold. And I think that we're missing that could be a reason why gold price keeps rising and that it's being disguised as that it's being used to back currencies when in fact human energy, sorry, man, man's energy is, is what's being used to back uh, currency. But, but, but the gold and, and stuff like that and those precious metals have, have uh, electronic uses is from what I understand. So I can, you can mute me if you'd like. I'll start right next time I want to speak. Well, there's more, uh, this is Elaine, there's more uh, silver in electronics than gold. There's a little bit, and there are videos on YouTube about how to, how to do that. Um, but there's more silver in electronics than gold, and that's why people are saying that silver is a better um, investment, um, you know, as far as that goes. Um, you know, so just throwing that in there. But I do want to say on trust, okay, um, the federal government is smart and they're, they're running by the money men. And um, right now they've changed the laws. So think about it. Right now there are more people that are older, living longer than ever before. And right now those that are retiring and drawing uh, SSI is, uh, I think, over a little over one-third of the overall population. If you think about that, that means, okay, this is what we have coming down the pike, and they have asked us, uh, so how can we get it, right? So what they've done is, you know, uh, if you, uh, like for my son, uh, I had a house, a mobile home, and I wanted to will it to him. So when I die, he would have a home. And um, so the thing is, is the federal laws change. And this is where emancipation comes into it because some of the stuff I sent Wonder Ed shows that emancipation uh, also has to do with the elderly. And, and then it's changed to conservatorship. And that's where you get into legal, you know, who has the right to do what, when, where, and how. So basically when you are old, you are considered incapacitated. And when you are incapacitated and you die, uh, your assets are uh, under a government trust. Because you are incapacitated and the government is paying for your care in a nursing home or supporting it in one way or another, then when you die, whatever assets are left to that incapacitated individual, the government takes for future care. We are being screwed left and right. Why is... Why is Do you know what that's called? That's called Eschets. It's E-S-C-H-E-A-T-S. It's the reversion of property back to the government. Yeah, sorry about my language. But um, anyway, it's really true. And um, the thing is, is that 
Um, no, I'm having a short-term memory loss. <laughs> so I'm going to let you go with that. So go on. <laughs> no, I'm just concurring with you, talking about the uh, no, you know, yeah, these accounts not. being absorbed. Basically what you're saying is, in short, accounts get absorbed by the government when they don't get claimed or assigned to, you know, to another owner. No, that's different. That's different. But similar, it probably falls falls within that clause. But, um, you know, the thing is is that, um, you know, uh, you really don't have any assets. You really don't. And how can the government take or say, okay, we're not going to give you a 5% increase in Social Security because the cost of gas is going down? The majority of people on Social Security don't drive. They don't drive. That's just a line. It's just ridiculous. I mean, yep. it's so ridiculous. The only thing we can do is try to educate ourselves, but even that is not going to be empowering. In this system, the only thing that empowers you is money. And I really think that we ought to have a people's trust. I think that communities need to get together and and do their own deal and say, okay, these are my assets and this is a community trust and just take all the money away from the current banking system, seriously, and and do their own people's trust. I mean, I've heard of the one people's trust and uh, they're trusting in your property and that's utilizing these, you know, Use, basically, it's utilizing, is it Talmudic law? All, I don't know if it's Talmudic law or whatnot, but uh, I think all of this, this, there's nothing wrong with knowledge of the legal system and using it if you want to play the game. That's that's my point. Because playing the game, may be, it may actually produce happier feelings. And if it's good feelings and happiness that's going to get us to where we need to be, then maybe we should play the game. Well, that's true. I thought that myself, but at the same time, you know, when you shake hands with the enemy, you become the enemy of yourself. So how do you do that? I think once we start playing the game, everyone's going to realize that we've been our own enemies. Yeah. That's a theory. Just for listening. I heard calling. Uh, I don't know. Is anybody else there? Yeah, I'm yeah, there. yeah, yeah. We're all here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. You know what I'm doing? I'm sitting down right now in a community college. Uh, I have. That's why it's extremely silent. I'm in the kitchen area. Not a lot of people right now. People are probably in class. I have my uh, crunch time constitutional law. Our study review guide. I have okay. some evidence. Well, let me evidence. Dip this testing along with this light switch. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I unmuted and now I forgot I'm talking to the guy who's out here. I'll unmute again. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> but the evidence law is right here in front of me questions and answers, right? Talking about federal rules of evidence and stuff. And I'm just doing that because I want to be educated as to uh, what I think the legal system or society is teaching, you know, its professionals. So that's helping me feel better. I'm just saying, though. 
are you actually going to class? Or are you just there going into the library and looking, you know, reading the books, or what do you do? No. What I do is I actually have my own set of books, um, and I'm reformatting these textbooks, putting them into digital format, so that way I can um, have easier access and also convert them into audio and listen to them and continue my studies when I'm out and about, walking around, working, doing. This way, I never stop studying. That's that's awesome. I I would love to have audio books like that because I have you know issue reading right at the moment, so it's mm-hmm. um it I I like listening to stuff much better. So that's cool. Well, I can send you more uh, power PD- to you. I'll send you a PDF of uh, thank you. Uh, you too. More, hey, more power for a spirit never goes into crisis. Uh, I will send you a link or a PDF of this law, legal writing and analysis in the law textbook. It's for a first-year law student, and all they talk about really is structure of the legal system, and they give they talk about sentence structure and and the importance of of it in legal writing and how most lawyers don't do a good job of legal writing. And they also discuss the role of the judge in there, and uh, they talk about the appeals process. They talk about how to, how they even teach you how to understand a citation, and how to read citations. Uh, and uh, it's really a fantastic read, and I highly recommend that if you can convert that to audio, and listen to it, then you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna pick up on a lot of the way things are working. Common law talks about common law being case law. So it really lays it all out there. Um, but again, I'm not saying that that's going to solve the world's problems. I'm suggesting that for me, it produces good feelings. And that's, that's really, at the end of the day, what I want. You know, like, not, I don't want to live in bliss necessarily. I like a little conflict, you know, because you know, I want to achieve a little more. It makes me feel good. Also, you see, so those feelings of goodness, of, of wholesomeness and, uh, you know, feeling complete, you know, like, I think that's something we naturally rise to, and then uh, we have to try to be imperfect and and complete, and, and, you know, like, I think we do that a lot when we're negative thinking, you know, so I went through a phase one time uh, a few years back, right, where I would just, I conditioned myself to think nothing but positive thoughts, and this is before I decided to accept, you know, more limitations that I was even aware that I was able to. But, uh, yeah, conditioning myself to think nothing but positive thoughts and using positive affirmations and visual visual positive affirmations to literally recondition my subconscious thought process to think the nothing but positive thoughts just because I wanted to feel good, not for really, not for any other reason, just because I could do it. It's an awesome ex- discovery ex- experience. You know, it's very... I don't know if I can get away with saying that. But <laughs> the way I said it, well, actually, the sy- syntactically speaking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of it is defining what it is that you're doing for yourself. I mean, it's, you know, it isn't for anybody else. It's just for you. It's not trying to manifest anything other than what's in yourself. And that's where it all comes from anyway. That's where any kind of change or healing or anything comes from is, is within. So I think that's awesome that you're doing that and that you, and you've been doing it. Now, are you making these audio books 
from your voice then? You said you're converting them to audio. I had thought about that, but... How are you no. converting them to audio then if you're not doing it with your voice? How are you doing that? So you're saying you like my voice. No, you're not saying that. Well, no. <laughs> uh, well, although I do like your voice, by the way. But, um, hilarious. But Actually, what I'm doing is I'm using an application called... Okay. You voice. know what you can do? You it's can called Voice call. Aloud Reader. If you look up on Android, sorry about that, Wonder. If you look up Voice Voice Aloud Reader on, on uh, the Android App Store, you should find uh, this awesome application that can speed up and slow down uh, the, you know, and also change the tone. Um, and you can choose different voices. And uh, you can upload any PDF, and you you can convert web pages. Just pick a web page and share it with this with the application. It pops up in the share menu. What's up, Wonder? Well, I, that was great because I'd never heard of that one. But the one yeah. I've heard is if you need any books to be read in for your learning, you can go to the Library of Commerce, the Commerce Library of. Uh, um, Congress, and they will do in their audio book section, they will do uh, the reading of the books professionally of any books you might need. They have an excessive list. At least they did when I was a special ed teacher. And and the blind people haven't gone away. The deaf people haven't gone away. Of course, that would be hard for them. But they, the issue here, they could do it with signing if they're verbalizing it. So technology is so much more advanced. But uh, I bet all those law books are on the um, Library of Congress for the reading for the deaf or reading for the blind, it's called. Hmm. So it's so a whole different thing. They have a whole an audio book. Like field for that specializes for uh, for for the uh, vision visually impaired. Well, and hmm. for the learning disability child, or even the retarded child, for them to be able to uh, hear it, they, their auditory may be far uh, far faster than their visual tracking. So hmm. it's it's not that they're impaired. The words uh, they're dyslexic. It flips the words around, but that doesn't mean they're stupid. That means the words are flipping. So they, they listen to the audio books and they, they get a full education. Uh, Rockefeller's mm-hmm. son, one of his sons were, uh, was dyslexic. I think it was Rockefeller. And uh, he, he, he never supported learning disability, but he always used recorded. Everything was read to him. He was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So that application, again, just before we move on, is Voice Aloud Reader. Okay. You can find it for computers also. So if you have a computer, I, I think it. I ran upon that in my phone at some point. I'm, you know, I got all these apps on my yeah. phone now, and I don't know what any of them are for. And I go in there playing around, and I think I ran upon something like that. I you, know, you can too. you can make this you know read, read aloud for anything, and I kind of passed over it, but maybe I ought to go back in there and look at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. If you can find a listenable, go ahead, Emily. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Donovan. I just want to share. Uh, my son is a mute autistic, and I got him an iPad when his uh, eight thousand dollar Pollyanna broke down. 
and the Pollyanna is what um, the uh, the guy uses, the Stephen Hawking uses. Um, and so it has a scanner, and then when he sees a letter, we'll hit it with his head, and it'll type that letter. So it's a big, long process. I'm sure he has a typist now that probably does that. But the, um, the app I got from my son, and this is why I came in, there's two different apps. One is a voice recorder and one is a voice reader. And if you want to be able to, in my case with my son, speak when you're not online, you need to get the voice reader app because that app will function and speak what you type without a Wi-Fi connection. There's another one, I think it's voice recorder, and that does the same thing, speak what you type, but only if you're connected to Wi-Fi. So you can get the voice uh, reader app in the Apple Store for a dollar ninety nine, and it can be loaded on your Android phone or computer mm-hmm. or iPad, whatever. Well, that's very good, uh, Emily. I'm so glad you found that application. Yeah, that was Elaine. Yeah. Oh, Elaine. Elaine sorry. Thank you. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's all right. She called him Donovan or something. Oh, yeah, I'm Donovan. Okay. <laughs> you get everybody's Donovan. name mixed up. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, hey, Donovan. We are hey, all is... mud in a mud pot, okay? <laughs> I do Donovan. have some points that I want to kind of catch you back up with. We have a guest 13 on who brought up a point about the Ware Bank is a barter organization. Now, I don't know where, but they're saying it's in the documentation. You have to buy the RE units by exchanging regular money for the RE units. It is in their documentation. So that's why we have to read. Then you can only spend your RE units with other Ware Bank members. And I guess 13, you don't get regular currency. Well, we knew with the, the but it was checks. How how is that going to pay back? Uh, guess thirteen still on. How is that going to pay back uh, your debt if that um, or company, corporation, etc. are not Ray uh, members and have Ray units? Do you have an answer to that? Oh, Donaldson. No, Donaldson, you're on. I am on. Okay, because oh, that was before. Okay. Can you guess ask the question 13? again? Uh, I'm asking guest 13 if the person's, uh, our debts are with either corporations or some kind of an entity. And if they are not in it, then how can we do a trade? Now, she's, uh, guest 13 said it isn't. There isn't anything in the document that says it will. It will what? Uh, collect the money? And pay off your debt, accept the okay. check to pay off your debt. Well, I'm waiting for the response. Hello, yeah. 13. Uh-huh. Yeah, she says that, that there's nothing that says it will accept the money. So what is probably happening, why Wells Fargo is doing that stop to all the banks, is that the people, when they give their check to XYZ Corporation and they in turn deposit it in the bank, it's not recognized. 
sold. It won't pay off any existing debt. Have you done this actual sign-up, guest 13? And have you used it? I'm waiting for a response. You can only do business with other WEAR members. Now, guest 13, have you signed up and are you using it? Hmm. Just read from page, read from page 11 to 15 in the documents. So since you're not answering that question, the answer is no, am I correct? You have not signed up? No, I wouldn't advise it. Okay, what is your background also, and where are you from? We're glad you're on our call to give us some feedback. I'll read for you, Wonder. <laughs> I just, I, I'd lo I, that's what I put it out for, to get all these opinions. It's important we get all the different rounds. It is Emily. Hi, it's Emily. Emily. There you are. Okay. Thanks, Emily. Because Emily would research it, and that's a good thing. Emily's yeah. a great researcher. So uh, thanks, Emily. I just didn't want it to be someone from no place, you know, so it's good. Thanks, Emily. I appreciate it. One of the things that, uh, see, this is why I'm putting it out there. She's read up to 11 and 15. I haven't seen any of the documents because I didn't know about the website. So I'm glad you got on that, Emily, and got went uh, reading it. So, she's a dog. She's a yeah. dog. Yeah. She's, she's good. But yeah. um, the thing I've been trying to say that, um, uh, what's his name, Jake was uh, adding with where we would will be in the future supposedly on, on any money freeing up all the debts. We don't own the, the, um, the corporate debts. We own no money except what we personally uh, signed on with our um, signature is what we're in debt for. But what uh, um, Drake was saying is the fact that when this money and all the other crap that goes down is we're going to be actually start working in doing what we love to do. And that's the point for all of us to remember, is if you really know who you are, you're really going to want to do something you really love to do. Because how many people are in jobs they hate, doing the going to work, going to, coming home, eating, going to bed, get up, go to work, you know, the monotony of it all where if you're really doing what you love to do, you never, you'll work all night to get it done. And so it's important. Yeah. Um, I just want to make a, a comment. Um, it doesn't make sense that this Weir Bank would only deal with other people, members in the Weir Bank, because how often are you going to find somebody that's in this Weir Banking that holds your mortgage, holds your car title, holds your your student loans, and this is what that stuff is supposed to be paying off. Now, maybe with um, the whole, you know, service aspect, the time banking aspect, yes. That, that is, you would do your trading, 
inside with with other weir members but as far as the checks being written to you know pay off your mortgage or your rent or your other debt that you have it doesn't make sense that it would only be with other weir members yeah, see, and that's that's another point we have to really check it out yeah. because uh, because she even added on. I used to work for National Commerce Exchange, and that's a long ago exchange barter group, which was one of the largest barter organizations <coughs> in the company. It doesn't say anything about that in their master document. Just read it, and and that's what we have to do. You've got to read it to know what's being said. And that's the point. I will. Beware of I'll, Peter. Hey, Patty. Yes. Patty, I was thinking that they may have a verification process to where they verify, you know, that you actually have this. Not It's not entitlement necessarily, Orpha, but it's like a, you know, that uh, allotment based on your future projection that I think it was, was it Emily that talked about it earlier or Elaine? Elaine. Elaine talked about the, the gold and stuff So and the, and the way that it was bad. So I believe that's the current system. That's the way we have it right now. That we, well, she said, uh, and it's and just I a progression. This is all part of the plan, the getting rid of cash, you know. Uh, right. Been, but the, the thing, you know, this may have to do with uh, why they want you to sign up so that you are within this group of people that are doing exchanges and therefore you are now able to um, use this money allotted to you, which what was $233,000 or something. Um, that Yeah, something like that. Um, but it's only to pay off your debt. And getting your debt paid off frees you up then to be able to do other things and work within the group of of uh, exchangers. Well, so maybe also, that maybe that's what okay. maybe that's what it is. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's 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 a good point. Part of what we found from uh, the uh, barter group that we've been in is that most people live in areas where you're not accessible to their usage, and that's what we kept running into a problem, correct, Orpha? Well, that and and people didn't know how to really exchange. I mean, it's hard to, you know, when you can walk somebody's dog as a service, if somebody who needs a dog walked is out in California and you're in New York, how the hell is that going to work out? You know, and that, it, it was very exactly. challenging to figure out how to actually do an exchange with anybody because we are so used to, oh, I'll just, you know, send you a check for money or I will, you know, use my debit card and pay you for this, that or the other thing. Mm-hmm. We there There was a way to be able to, you know, pay somebody for their services. Time banking, I don't think, has really worked that out unless you're in close proximity of each other, yeah. like within your own community. You can, you know, go over to your neighbors and, you know, help them put the roof on their house uh, if they dared have me do that. But <laughs> what can I say? Um, you know, I would certainly be willing to help or something like that, you know, whatever. But you can work with, with somebody, you know, touch to touch. 
but when you're long distance, I don't think they've really worked it out. I think Bitcoin has probably been the closest thing to coming to that, but most people don't even really know about it. I don't know how it works. Um, I am seeing a lot more, a lot of places that are, you know, better at it, but it's still a digital type of currency. You know, you're witnessing is the blend, the merge of commerce and trade. Back to mm -hmm. you. Right. And but I'm saying, you know, for us to be able to do service for service, and I'm use I use that word lightly, um, when when we do that, we it, it's very challenging to do a service for somebody that's three thousand miles away, or even thirty miles away if you you know if you're not if you don't have a car to drive there. You know, that, that's the part of the time banking that has not been worked out yet. Um, I think it's a wonderful thing when you're, like I said, within a community of, of people that are willing to do time banking and time, you know, um, you don't even, I, 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 I've always felt the word time banking was an incorrect title because that's not what you're really exchanging. You're not exchanging time. You're exchanging skills and talents and, and and your energy. So I I always felt time banking was an really an incorrect terminology, but a misnomer. Uh, something like that. <laughs> you know, it it, it 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 did not really describe what it is you're cha- you're exchanging. You're not exchanging time. Time is not what you're exchanging. <laughs> You're exchanging your skills or your talent, whatever it is that you do, that's what you're exchanging. That's what you're trading. That's what you're, you know, bartering with. It's not your time. Yeah, it takes time. But that, if if I was just trading my time, I could go sit in your yard for an hour and say, okay, I've given you my hours of time, and that's all you get. Well, to me, that's not worth anything, <laughs> you know. Um, but you coming over and helping me, you know, clean my house for an hour. Now that's giving your service. That's giving your skill, your talent. And that is what you're trading. You're not trading the time you spent doing it. You may use time as a measurement as to how much you're trading, but it's not, but that's not what you're trading. And so I always thought that time banking was not the correct terminology. I always have. But anyway. There's a website um, called, I think, it's been a while, uh, Andy's website. And basically what it is is a website where she's gone nationally. And this is what anybody could do. Um, she's gone nationally and, and research services and, and incorporated with people that are offering services so that when someone goes to Angie's network and looks for hauling firewood uh, and they're from this area, well, the members of Angie's website that pay a minimal fee, monthly fee or something, uh, you know, like 7 or $9, they have are then given the referral to the person that can provide that service in that area. Uh, I think... If everybody, if you know, if an organization like Wonder Ends Group or other groups could get together, just like our country did, we had to form a constitution, uh, oracle of operations, 
how we're going to maintain ourselves and how we're going to react because we we will tend to be corrupted. So everybody signs a contract, a constitution that says, I will do this. And, um, and then if they had some way, if all those monthly fees that people are paying to be part of that sharing network, um, if those monthly fees oh, are put... Oh, shit. I'm um, sorry. My dog's on. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it could work. You could actually pay people... Um, you know, uh, to be members, you should you could pay people to be members because they would be being paid a certain percentage out of the overall flush fund that comes in for the referral service, and of course the domain operator would get the most. Mm. Of course. But see, but, but see, this is. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll speak after no, you're that's done. That's, 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 um, I was just going to say this is one of the. I, I, as I see it, um, this is my opinion, um, as one of the continuing issues or challenges or I don't want to call it a problem, but it's that makes time banking not work. As long as there is any money whatsoever involved, it's not true time banking. Yes, there may be, you know, money involved well there's going to be money involved on on everybody's side so why is it the person that is um like this angie person whoever she is why is she charging a fee for people to give her information that's her service her Mm -hmm. service is connecting so when she is connecting people with other people that's what her service is that's her time bank and when she connects other people they you know, you shouldn't have to pay money to be part of something, for one. I, I never have believed that I, I, I believe everything should be free. And when everything is free, there's no crime because there's nothing to steal because you're given whatever it is that you need or want. Um, everybody gets the same thing. We all get to go to the grocery store and get whatever we need. The farmers, you know put the food there and maybe we go and help the farmer clean up their hog lot or whatever. You know, it, 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 it's all traded somewhere in the atmosphere here. Um, and, and there would be no need you know for money whatsoever. I worked, I worked in a, an environment just like that in Alaska for about a year. I, I, I did three separate jobs, but one of two of the jobs that I did were where all of my needs were completely met. Mm-hmm. And all I had to do was show up at you know at a certain time at a, at the right place. Most yeah. of the time, I showed up at the bar, but uh, <laughs> and, and no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's where every, all the fishermen hang out. Yeah, okay. well, but if, yeah. but if you if everybody had the attitude that hey, if you need something, I've got it, um, and if the neighbor down the street needs something or has something that I need, then. Oh, I know I can just go get it because right. I've given something to the neighbor across the street over here at some point. It, I mean, it's literally. all in the give and exchange. Yeah, yeah. People were washing our clothes for nobody, us. No money involved whatsoever. None. You know, yeah, you go to the none. gas pump, you get gas in your car, mm-hmm. and you're done. You don't go in and pay for it. You just get it. Can the, I tell you the, something? 
It's, what she's talking about is Angie's List. Have you guys heard oh, okay. of Angie's List? Well, that's what they were just talking about. I've I've heard of it now, Jim. I have been a, I've been a member of Angie's List, and all it all it is is a glorified Yellow Pages. And I joined them thinking that, you know, that Angie had reviewed all these businesses and that you weren't going to get ripped off if you if you hired somebody from Angie's List, and that's the way she advertises. Yeah. And so um, a lot of people will pay the money, you pay 30 bucks, and you join, and then you have access to just listings of businesses. But when yeah. I moved here first, I didn't know any contractors, and I bought a fixer-upper house. And um, it was <laughs> it was very frustrating because my first experience hiring somebody was they were terrible. They didn't know what yeah. they were doing, and and I contacted Angie's List and told them and what Angie's List did was went went to bat for the contractor. It was yeah. and and told me that um you know they would try and work something out and the idea is that if you get a uh, if they work out a refund for you then you're supposed to take down your um your report because the idea is that when you go when you join you can read um about other customers' experiences with these different contractors. Yeah, and see, and that's that's just totally wrong. Yeah, uh, you know, now now if she was not getting any money to be paid to do this, do you think she would be a little bit more choosy in in what information she puts up? Probably. But and you know the way the, the Weir Bank works is that uh, if you just go to their go to their website, click on the master document. Read the last five pages, and you'll see that's where it's all explained how it works. They don't—they're calling themselves a bank, but they're not a bank. They're a barter organization. And the but way they have somebody has to be putting up this money. It's not it doesn't mention anything about that money. Whoever whoever did that is lying. Can I chime back mm-hmm. in? Yes, please, Clementina. Uh, that's uh, uh, Elaine. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, Angie's List, that's right. And I've never tried it out. So I kind of thought to myself when I first reviewed it that, yeah, this looks just like a referral network, like a Yellow Pages. Somebody had a smart idea. It's, but, you're but much better off just reason? using the Yellow Pages and saving your 30 bucks and saving your mm-hmm. your heartache mm-hmm. and your, your sanity. I, <laughs> you know, it's just well, what I was trying to do was just to provide an example. But the other lady that is talking about cashless society, um, my idea is not, or you know, bartering for everything. I mean, we live in a materialistic world, and realistically, in a materialistic world, you have to deal with the material. So there's no getting around it. Period. I mean, well, you know, you know at I, this oh, point, sorry. no, there isn't. Yeah, you, you, you know, know how That's I look at it, I'll, and back to you, right back to oh, you after wait, I say this, wait, is that wait, let, let, okay. let her finish. All right. I, I'm ahead, sorry. No. I'm I, just complimenting what wanted... you're just saying, though. That's all. Yeah. Go ahead. So the lady said, um, you know, I don't believe in time management. I don't, or time banking. I think that's a falsity and, and blah, blah, blah. And then in, in the same time, I think we should be in a, in a cashless society where we exchange uh, services for uh, our needs. So it's the same thing. It's the same concept. And so it's not very far from communism. 
And there's a difference in communism and socialism. There's a big difference between the two. And so what I'm suggesting is that we look at the current models uh, that may be corrupted and, and find ways to use them because they are not quite there, but they're there. They're a good foundation to build from. So my idea of, look, if, why do you have to pay your thing? If she's doing a service, why do I have to pay for it? Because that's, right. that's, because that's business. Because we need business in order to exchange in a material world and keep the economy going. It's business. Today, capitalism has been taken over by the elitists, by the money managers. And so capitalism today is not what our forefathers hoped for when they said all people are endowed with the right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. We don't have that. Now we have a restrictive version of uh, a freedom that for us has become a limitation. So what I'm saying is bring back the ability for the average American to perform uh, in a business manner that pays. We all have this concept of pay it forward. So what if I pay this Angie example? Just not the real thing, but just an example. And what if I pay this Angie lady uh, $7 a month or $30 a year, whatever it is. But that money... Angie takes 10% off the top for operations and 5% for personal gain because it, she does have to make a living. And then the rest of that money goes into a membership fund and is paid out to each and every member regardless of the amount of service they've provided or their monetary holdings. That's an equal franchise base. That's how... I can involve think, think about it though. You've got let's say you have a hundred members and they each put in thirty dollars and so you've got um thirty thousand dollars total. And Angie think about what you just said, and then Angie takes two percent and then um she takes you know a little bit more to pay employees or overhead or whatever. So now you're down to uh, you know, less than thirty thousand, and then so then now you already you have less than what you started out with, and now you're right. thinking that you're gonna you're gonna somehow provide all this wealth and benefit to all the members that put the money in. Well, it's, it's like you give, you give the thirty dollars yeah. and you get ten dollars back, which doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. This yeah. is it's, you know, it's the same this, with the it's the same with the Weir Bank. They're they're, yeah. they're asking you to put fifty dollars in. What they're going to do is give you some credits, some trade credits for our credits. For well, that. can I answer that? Yeah, I'm gonna... <laughs> uh, I I'm just saying that the idea is the, is not who's getting what. We're focusing on who's getting what, and we're talking about materialism. The idea about that type of model would be that there is an intrinsic value in that you are within the network, you are being able to purchase services at a reduced cost that are guaranteed. And you are also able to sell your services. So you have an income potential on top of the residual holding. And that's well, 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 the way, the way um, barter organizations work is that the idea is that you're getting business from members of the organization that you wouldn't have gotten business from otherwise. So that's how they work. But 
they only really work if you're a business owner or if you have a service to sell. Now, the Weir Bank um, addresses the the problem of individuals that you know employees that aren't business owners by somehow you contact the bank and then they can um, find some work for you and then you're paid in trade dollars and then yeah, you, then you have trade dollars in your account which you can then go and spend on you know at other members um, places of business and that's how a barter organization works and it, but. And then what ideally what the barter organization does is it eliminates the disadvantage of one-to-one trading through a clearinghouse. And it even talks about the clearinghouse aspect in their master document. And then it talks about the book and that it talks about you're going to get a passbook or, you know, a list of members every month or every, you know, however often it does. I can't remember. But so, no, you know, it's just, um, I... I I, uh, I'm sorry, I'm interrupted. You go ahead and listen. No, I'm sorry. I'm it, it's like crowdfunding, right? In a way. What? It's almost like crowdfunding, it sounds like, you know? Uh, like you get this group of people that are kind of paying to be a part of this bigger fund. Well, it's just barter organizations are a way during hard times for businesses to get mm-hmm. new customers. But the idea is that they're not paying with cash. They're paying with trade dollars, which you then, you know, can use to purchase what you want. You don't want to join one of these organizations unless you already know that there's a member that has something that you want. Mm-hmm. What I used to do is I used to go around and contact the businesses and say, say to them, well, I'm in a position to be able to bring you business because we have X number of members that all want to buy building supplies or all want to come to your restaurant or whatever. And mm-hmm. they're all from out of town, so they're not already your cash customers. So it's a digital business. So that's talk a good about thing. health and wellness. It's like a it's like a uh, an economic union in a way, right? It's like a, a group of brothers and sisters kind of working together, you know, saying to help help each other with an alternative. It's like an alternative system. It's like a, it's almost like a trust in a way. Uh yeah, this is kind of health and wellness. Wouldn't you agree, Wonder? <laughs> All of it has to do with our health and wellness. Absolutely. Oh, of course, I just um, had a story yeah. uh, to share specifically about someone's health. Uh, I don't mean to be off topic. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, well, hello. Hi, my name is Jason. How are you? Uh, hi, Jason. Hi. Go ahead. Hi, Jason. Jason. Well, yes, uh, hi. Um, it's it's regarding, um, you know, my father, Ronnie, for years, I remember being a young boy and he had terrible anxiety. We couldn't oh, even... Oh, no. Go ahead. We couldn't even leave the house. I mean, uh, he would, you know, he wouldn't allow me to go visit friends. We wanted to do activities. And the poor man, just, his anxiety was, was through the roof. And, um, you know, one thing that helped him tremendously in recent years was getting involved in poetry. First, just writing it at home, and then I eventually. Got before. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. And eventually. I'll mute you in a minute. <laughs> who's being muted? Go ahead. <clears throat> we, well, we had someone I, in. Go ahead. Can we help you with anything? Well, it's just. Uh, I, I'm here with him, and he wanted to perform some beat poetry for you. 
uh, if the poetry has all the different body parts in it and, and disgustingness, no, we don't wish to hear Oh, it. my goodness. No, it's um, the poem that... No, this one's about... It's actually how he met my mother. It's about the recipe uh, for love, really. It's not uh, I think dirty. I want to go back to hey, what we were talking about Hey, don't you guys want to laugh for a minute? I mean, can we just laugh for a minute? This guy's obviously being funny. No, yes, he, he is. And no, he, he came he, on before, and he used every part of the hey, body. And, wow. And I can't <laughs> mute him because... Um, but it may be time for us to depart so that we can get back here next week and and have an opportunity. And we'd You know, like I've to- never called you a show before, and I don't know what this is about body parts and dirtiness. I was trying to share a story, and uh, I'm sorry if you were somehow offended by it, but that certainly well, wasn't my intent. Well, go ahead. and oh, I have someone to- Doing work on the house, and I'm go ahead, saying, Go ahead, try and read it. Okay. Well, it's not me, it would be my father, but I mean, the man does suffer from anxiety, so if it's going to be a hostile room, maybe it's best if he does. Do you want to just? I mean, I'd love to hear what you have to the, the poem, so let's just go ahead and read it, man. So we can yeah. appreciate you because okay. we, do, we do appreciate everybody, you know. I, I don't know about you, Wonder or Orpha. I appreciate well, we, we do, but we have had people come in that aren't so wonderful. So I think right. it was just being cautious. But if you do have something wonderful to share, we would love to hear it. Okay. Well, Dad, if you want to. His name's Ronnie. So, uh, and the poem is, this is Recipe for Love, right? Yeah, Recipe for Love. So go ahead, Dad. Take a martini glass. Put some cranberry juice in. And some blueberries. And then, <laughs> a girl behind the tree at the barbecue should pick out you. Now, this is just hilarious. Jerk you off into that martini glass. What's he saying? And that'll be the white. And then you could call it the red, white, and goo. She'll slurp it up like she's signing the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> You're at the barbecue. You pick it up. And you put it in that hot dog bun and let her. Yeah, this is, this is not right. Right up. Right. It's very easy. Oh, yeah, that's what he did before. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know that was the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the same crap that we've had before. So. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Girl out to the park. There's no, no, way, to, there's no way to mute that. Never stick a legs up here. I can't so get back stuck. into the program. I uh, uh, can't get back into the program. I can't get back into the program. I can't get back Thank you. That was really... Thanks for sharing, boss. All right. Yeah, no more. You're going to take your girl out to the park. He's going to You're going to lay on the grass. Have her stick and, it And I, I can't stop, stop it. Well, actually, will, 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 will you please stop? It's time for us to, sh- uh, to close. Thank you. Let's do our let's do our ho-ho-pono to, to this gentleman and to all the other people that have a problem with people doing good discussions. So, You're at the bar. Uh, yeah, we better yeah. hurry up and do and put it. In it yeah, oh, oh, no. coming back on. Okay. No, right. I'm sorry. Right. You're easy. You know you Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I love you. I love you. I love you. you.
Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're going to lay on the ground. Please forgive me. Forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, good night, good night, everybody. <laughs> there you are. Good job, everybody. Thank you. Okay, let's have a good night. We love you. You know, you don't want to do anything. See you next week. Bye. There. Oh, that was awesome. Oh. Did you end the call? I ended the call. Mm -hmm. If the recording was on... You're going to lay on the grass. Oh, there Never stick the legs I didn't get rid of him. They look stylish. Okay. So so everybody half just hang up and then we'll get rid of him. Okay. Sir, so will you tell your father to, to stop interrupting my conversation? And, and your father's not there. This is the same thing he did before, with, but this way it wasn't body parts. He's uh. just, it's just harassment. It's kind of fun, Good though. Call. But, yeah, he is harassing for sure. But there was a lot of information on this call. It was cool. Oh, it's very good. Yeah, do go in and listen to it again. Uh, there was a point where all of a sudden I got dropped, and I'm going, oh, please don't drop the call. But I, I came back, and it had dropped it. Peppy had gotten out. I hadn't done the door right, so she got out, and I was looking for her while you guys were talking, so... All right, Donald, so Take we'll see you time. later. Here's the here. So goodbye. All right. Hey, yeah. hey, talk to you later. And then you take Thanks, the girl baby. behind the tree okay. at the barbecue and take out your cock and let her jerk you off into that martini glass. <laughs>